0: Welcome
1: to me and Virgil a Genesis Brothers podcast.
0: Virgil. We the desert
1: Oh, we, did, we, did, we didn't do our clap-in if we needed to. Do you need that? That's fine. do way <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You need to do it when you got 20 people, but not when it's two of us. Yeah, it's easier. Yeah. I'm your host, Alex e. Tailander, a.k.a. Virgil. And with me is my inimitable brother. How are you doing, Dan?
2: I'm good. This is a.k.a. me, folks. Great to be back. It's been a while since I've had... Uh, one of these episodes going on, these official lengthy episodes. And before we well, proceed... Christmas has
1: a way of doing that to you.
2: <laughs> yes. And, and doing your
1: stuff, getting back into the world, you know, routine. Ex- exactly.
2: And to clear a few things up, um, I've been moving more than once in various, on, uh, various times between the end of last year and even uh, the beginning of this year as well and so now if my voice sounds a little bit echoey uh this is my first time experiment- recording in a new location in our place here we've got a You're nice no, place you are
1: no longer the borin in berlin <laughs> no <laughs> border in malaga where you actually yeah. were born. <laughs> yeah well i'm actually not
2: officially officially i'm not in the province of Malaga anymore i'm now in the province of granada as they oh. say those of you folks who are good on that uh we've got a nice place here right by the water here over the bay area but i'm in Do the mass nice view of the alhambra we got a very nice view of uh, a beautiful port here and the ocean. So it's gorgeous. And now we're in the master bedroom. Sadly I couldn't record in our wardrobes because they don't have any doors. So uh, we're just, <laughs> the, we're, just <laughs> in, we're just in we're just in the corner here. So hopefully I sound uh, clear enough. You can sound I sound comprehend comprehensible enough.
1: That's the word. So anyway, well, um, that's with what you're going to say. It depends what you're going to say, you know, yes. <laughs> audibly you sound fine. Whether what you right. say we agree with is another matter. But anyway, we're talking today about Peter Gabriel's new album. Because he released a new album. Hi there. After 21 years for the last mm-hmm. one.
3: Well, here we are,
1: you know, when you, you're kind of used to it a little bit with Peter that he takes a while in between albums and, you know, the older he gets, the longer he takes in between albums. But this one apparently I was reading on the wiki is the record for longest gap. Yes. And what uh, sorry, what's the album called?
4: Uh
1: IO.
2: IO.
0: Io, Io. Coming up, I'm coming in. Io, Io. I'm just a-
1: Which I had to look up because I didn't really, it didn't really mean much to me. So I looked it up. Do you know, Dan, what it's what it ties in with? Well, uh, if you've had the show notes, you probably do. <laughs> uh,
0: well, um,
2: I actually, uh, in in and out, or inside mm-hmm. and out. Uh, stuff coming out, stuff going in.
0: It's just well,
1: And thing. it specifically ties into a, a computer term for input-output, too. Yes. All very, I mean, all very, like... Like how it ties into humans and also just living creatures on this planet. We're all stuff coming in, stuff going out. And yet we're all just
2: a part of everything. We're all connected. So.
1: But we'll get to that. Yes. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit first about, because I did look up this um, the wiki on it and did a little bit of research on it. And it was interesting. I'm just going to read off here what I found. So apparently IO has been in the works for nearly three decades, Uh, 27 years and eight months, it says. It initially began production in April, 95. Yeah. When, uh, and that's about the same time uh, PG started recording up apparently. Um, So uh, yeah, he intended to release this in 2004. Spoiler alert. Didn't, didn't happen, happen. <laughs> wait 21 years
2: mate <laughs> that actually that actually makes me think of a note I should, i'll bring up later on so to do with
1: that oh good right um so yeah the album was repeatedly delayed reworked re-recorded uh apparently i liked this and during his um i can't what the tour was called the one where he did with sting whether it did each other's material and sung their own songs and stuff um he apparently performed the entire album on a sound check which sounds pretty amazing and I wonder really? if someone has that recorded somewhere, yeah, back in 2016. That's, uh, yeah, that's the Rock, Paper, Scissors tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One,
3: two, three. Oh! Okay.
2: He did the entire album in soundcheck? Well, according to the wiki, but it's wiki, you know, so... Yeah. Well, that's got to be true, though,
1: right? Surely. Okay. Really? Well, and I'm sure they're all in, in like, slightly different versions of songs and stuff, too. But anyway, it, was a, it wasn't until December 22 that we got... Well, that it was officially started to release. Well, he got fin- mm. got it finished basically to be mm. released. Right. And then how did it get released, Dan? I mean, we just got an album, right? At the beginning of the year, and we got to we enjoy got a whole album. And yes. uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh,
2: no, he did probably the best marketing strategy any affiliate marketer or online marketer would be being like, that's amazing. Any music marketer out there would have thought. <laughs> basically, he released. Uh, One song, one new song from the album per month, beginning with January and very appropriately released a song every single month for the entire year of 2023, resulting in there being 12 new singles released from good old PG. So 2023 for us Peter Gabriel fans and Genesis fans was a pretty darn good year (laughs) because it
1: was just nonstop new material. From what what I liked about it, he was really cool. I thought that he did that he released it specifically on the new moon. Yes. Was it the whole full no the full moon, sorry, the full, full, moon, moon, was full moon too long? Yeah. Yeah. Well he released he well, this
2: is and this is another thing as well. The great example of Peter Gabriel where the man takes this long to create a new album and yet it seemed like almost as if he still couldn't decide what to do where In terms of how, what type of mix he should release this for. So the full moon came out, the bright side mix. And then I guess a couple of weeks later for the, uh, what was it? The blue moon, he called it or something. So that
1: was the new moon, basically. The new The new moon,
2: yes. The new moon, yes. He then released the
4: dark side mix.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think that had that trend carried on then. Oh, and plus uh the then as an extra extra bonus, uh Peter Gabriel himself released a little introduction introductory video.
0: Yes, on explaining
2: YouTube. explaining about how the songs worked, uh, well, what the stories behind the songs was. And that's the next best thing as well. He released these songs
1: just everywhere. Just I don't, you could, that was you, what I thought was so cool about this, is like we well, we didn't really know if there was going to be an album. We assumed there was gonna be an album at the end of the year. But yeah. I liked uh, commentary from um Tabletop Genesis because they covered each song as it came out throughout the year yep. last year. And mm-hmm. I liked I think it was uh Tom just to saying at this point in his life, he doesn't really care. He's rich enough, he can do whatever the hell he wants. If he's gonna release an album, he'll release an album. But we're not sure. And he doesn't have to. He's just releasing these songs completely for free for everyone to enjoy. It's that was the cool um, thing. It was, it was completely yeah. it was
2: completely for free. You can just grab it absolutely anywhere and Everywhere. Yep. And I just thought and he just let, yeah, I just want people to know about this and share mm-hmm. and share my music. And it's not it's my new music and for you guys mm-hmm. I and mean, he has he has released bits and bobs here and there over the past 3 decades, you know, but never never this much, never this mm-hmm. in this uh mm-hmm. in this context either. And so it's no surprise, really, that when the album did finally come out, I think maybe it was not even a week later or something like that, it was number one. <laughs> or <in> the UK. <laughs>
3: not everywhere, but
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, not everywhere,
2: but but it hit number one in the UK. The next thing he comes up with a video and he's got a big number one plaque holding it
3: down. It was 37 years ago that So was top album. And I never expected to be here again, but I've just been given this and told that we are number one with IO. So it's amazing
2: but that's the interesting thing like if if someone like Phil had done that I think people would have just because of the film mainly that exists in the yeah, 80s like,
0: oh, people would have
2: would have got so sick of it, it, it
1: and part yeah. for this way it would have been good that they've turned off negative comments on YouTube <laughs> exactly and I oh I love
2: I love this as well that actually I just jumped on Wikipedia because I had to mm-hmm. quickly go over a, a um a a part in my head but because of course I was like oh here's the singles from the io and i was like my god there's a lot of singles but then i just realized oh of course it's all 12 singles were released they're, they're strangely in order of the album <laughs> they're strangely in order of the album as well which we will come to that as well actually about that yeah um so i i thought i thought it was i, I know that some people have their says about it i actually just listened to the the tabletop genesis episode of them actually covering the album Mm -hmm. and they had their guest speaker who's sorry his name i forget i know his name is david something but i forget his name apologies to that man david crease yes i think so and how they asked like what they thought about this idea and he wasn't a fan of it and because of course you get the album and you want to feel the impact of lying there and or sitting there however yeah. you do it, however you listen to an album and you think oh this is all brand new material now to me and i have to say when i did finally see the order running order of the album there was a split personality inside of me going like brilliant it's in exact order of how we released the songs and at the same time i was thinking like oh well, i could have would have been nice to see it in a different slightly different order but then I couldn't think of another way to begin the album than Panoticom, you know, so.
1: Yeah, but we'll get to that. Um, I'll have my comments about um, mm. how it was released and all this stuff when we talk a bit about the tour at the end. Um, yes. That ties in more with that. Um, I mean, it was also one of those things where we kept wondering, is this the order of the album? Is it something mm-hmm. else? Are all these songs going to be on the, I mean, and again, Tabletop was talking about this too, where it's like we had this um, these two mixes. There was also a third mix, the inside mix which I think you could get if you subscribed on SoundCloud to a special thing um, where you would think you would get that mix. Um, And then we're also wondering, well, with all these choices, what's going to be on the album? Is there going to be another PG mix or something? You know, there's all this speculation that we had all year just because we didn't know until... PG official mix. Yes. (laughs) But, I mean, I think it speaks to Petey Gabriel just how open he still is to all this stuff i mean you'd expect a guy who's been going for you know 50 50 odd years of music mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um he had it set how he wants and would just leave keep it like that but he's yep. always i mean that's everythings anything, that's peter gabriel it's always been he's experimenting and trying new things and had all these you know this entire i mean if you watch some of the um footage on youtube of him doing as they were doing stuff in the studio and you'll see tons of people and half of them aren't playing instruments they're just sitting there doing stuff on computers and it's because it's all these different mixes and engineers and all this stuff and i mean i think of it's almost like um when i'm writing a first draft of something i'll throw everything in there there's going to be too many words guaranteed but everything is in there and then when you start editing you take it all out and you you hone it down to be Mm -hmm. the size Mm -hmm. piece of work you want um, But it feels like here, because he had all these options, it was really cool that he'd just be like, OK, well, here, everyone gets to enjoy all these mixes and yeah. you make up your own mind of what you prefer and what you enjoy and stuff, you know, which we will also be addressing. Yes. I have lots of opinions about that. All right. Shall we uh, dive in to the songs? We shall.
2: Yeah. I think just right before we begin, I mean, we're going to talk about this anyway, but just as a general feel, what's your take on this album as a whole? I really like it. <laughs> okay cool
0: yeah
2: well yeah I, I and i i feel that way too i mean it's it's very different from the album up that we got 21 mm-hmm. odd years ago now fair enough that album um he wanted that particular album he i remember I, again tabletop mentioned the same how the other album was a bit quite different a bit darker and slightly more on the downer sm- kind of minus I think, uh, yeah but it, no surprise, considering that his theme for that album, because many albums in the past he's always approached it as a theme, and he says this album's about this theme and this theme and this theme. I, I can't go into specifics right now, but mm-hmm. one theme he said he had never touched on was death, and mm-hmm. that's the album is about. that. you have songs like "I Grieve," you know, prime mm-hmm. example of that. You see, so that song is about
1: death. That's and actually, now, fair enough. That. That of
2: sense that fair and fair enough. It came out like 2002. And of course, that's we just only just months after 9/11 had occurred. So I think this was kind of going right. through his mind that's as course, um, yeah. amongst many other people as well. You see, so so it's nice that uh, I mean I still big fan of that album. Up, I mean again, it was his first release in ten years. So I was excited at the time, of because of that. Um, but um, and I and of course he was approaching the latest technology at the time and very produced album. I know we're talking not we're not talking about that album. We're talking about I/O I and uh, I mean I/O I've, is very different. I've,
1: I've listened to this a lot in various versions especially once I got the album um and I was just I was talking about each song kind of as they came out too and listened to a lot too and this has definitely gone up there I can't decide if it's actually tied with my favorite with um us or mm. if possibly this might be my favorite pg album mm. I'm not sure mm. Mm. just cuz but uh Maybe we'll talk about that more after we get to We will. We will. We'll it now. Um, well. But if I was to say, well, since we're covering the uh, kind of a general thing on the album, how would you sum up this album as a theme then? I think this album is more to do with, like,
2: um, I'm now looking back on life and i'm re- I, this i think the theme of this album is reflecting it's all about mm-hmm. reflecting there are so many songs in this album that lyrically really got to me and i'm a man mm-hmm. who's never really i never really paid attention to lyrics much i could listen to the same lyrics in 20 for 20 years and never really get it until 20 a year 21 yeah. um but to me a lot of these lyrics instantly hit me and as like okay this is a guy who certainly has experienced life and now he's Definitely reaching the last quarter of his life, let's say, and put it bluntly like this. And so he is now looking back, and I mean, at the same time, he's approaching the technology of life, and which we're going to approach very shortly with the song Panopticon. And so he's of course approaching that and the impact that it's having on our life. So I think it's just really to do with reflection, impact, thing how how everything in life is making you feel. That's the vibe.
1: But I'd it. say I'd say we reflecting, but not in a regretful way in any way no, i think it's more at all. super positive of just like mm-hmm. this is it this is who we are this is what we do yeah. on this planet this is how we live hey we're like everything else every living creature on this planet we're all pretty much the same yeah and let's enjoy it <laughs> exactly. let's enjoy these moments and you know savor all the little minutiae and go out with a bang
0: <laughs> there
1: you go there you go. I was thinking, to, yeah, especially like if you imagine, well, he couldn't have released this album any earlier in his career because he had to be, it feels like he has to be at this point of yeah. the songs he did and how the lyrics he wrote and stuff. But like, imagine in listening to this back in, what was, when did it, uh Up come out? 2002? two, mm. two, Yeah, like I don't think these songs would have resonated in such a way, no. with us if we'd been 21 years younger. No, exactly. It's a reflection <laughs> well, of us as well. It is true. Life to that level and stuff, you we, know, we, like, We've yeah, we are we I mean, also, we're also 20 years old like, now. You kind of need to be old to listen to this and appreciate just, it in some yeah,
2: <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I listened to Up when when I was I was still a drum student in a music school, mm-hmm. still in swinging London when I was like. Broke and and <laughs> didn't know you know didn't know what to do and enjoying life and drinking pints of beers and just go, ah oh, it's a Peter Gamer album yeah and everything and since then it's like I've moved countries various times and yeah we're all we're all fathers now we're married and everything and we've uh, we've definitely gone to a different phase <laughs> in our lives we've lived yeah and that's just what this album is about so yeah anyway we will I'm sure we'll reflect more upon this now through each individual song so. How about so we, we kick it proceed off
1: with... But up to come.
2: as soon as this kicked in I thought okay because you, ha- you always have these people where they say oh this is this is the new this is the new Genesis song oh this is the new Phil Collins song this is the new <laughs> Peter Gabriel song but honestly no I thought it helped that saying like I'm about to hear a new Peter Gabriel song but as soon as that little riff kicked in it's just like yep that's certainly Peter Gabriel he's mm-hmm. back he is certainly back It's very, very fantastic. It was a fantastic first single, which of course made it a fantastic album opener. Could not think of another song to really kick off the album
1: with. Perfect album opener. It's just, yeah. yeah. I mean, we didn't really know at the time because all we had was the one song coming out and we thought it was pretty good. We had no idea what else we were going to get, so we didn't know whether to love this one because everything else wasn't going to be as good or if if this wasn't as good and everything else was going to be better, but it was a great, for the album, it's just
2: perfect. Yeah, It's a fun. It's a really a great song, and it's it's you. And also from a music perspective, you can hear who's on the album, and you're like, oh, he's got he's got his classic lineup. He's got the soul lineup again. So he's got Mm -hmm. obviously his longtime got
1: his buddies veterans. (laughs) He's got David
2: Rhodes, Tony, obviously, but good old Mano Caché is back on the stool as well. Which uh, I'm I'm the biggest Mano Caché fan out there, being a drummer myself, and I loved his work he did with him on Soul. I unfortunately i've i've not i'm not that familiar with the actual personnel on the album i mean there's tons of personnel i'm sure lots of them -hmm. them. and i know that famous producer brian eno is involved too Mm uh again got to check the listing about which song he's
1: actually particularly involved in i think uh road to joy is the one that comes to mind um, oh yes, that little cool like, little keyboard. Mm-hmm. That's right. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that.
2: So yeah, Panopticon. What the heck is it about? Oh,
1: one more thing I wanted to talk about is uh, going back to our good friend Manu. When that, uh, when that, I mean, it's particularly this is in the dark side mix because the drumming is at different levels in yes. various mixes for yes. certain songs and stuff. On that dark side mix, when that drum comes in on Panopticon, I just explode. <laughs> it is such a if you got it on headphones really loud it just like fills you much like when the drums come in on no son of mine since we recently hmm. talked about that and I was saying i i didn't think i was ever gonna have a drum start that well like no son of mine but Panopticon does it for me when that comes <laughs> in i'm just like oh my god that's good
2: well this is this is actually what i really enjoyed with this song kicking off because if if there's anything i'm i have a little bit of a bone to pick with the album up. Uh, mm-hmm. is that Peter really was enjoying the technology to the that to the point where to mm-hmm. me the album is overproduced. It's way mm-hmm. overproduced. And honestly, I can't tell which is which are on that album, I can't tell which are real drums and which are live drums. It's like Manu Cach is on it, Jed Lynch is on it, Steve Gad's on it, and it's like, mm-hmm. but I have no idea what they're doing. I have no idea. Yeah, is mean, isn't when, Steve Gad
1: on this one technically though too? Ah, <laughs> Coming later little hit on for later,
2: yeah. Little, and <laughs> little little spoiler later on too, yes. Yeah, and so when, when Manu kicked in, and I'm talking about, I'm particularly talking about the bright side mix as well. When he comes in, it's like, oh, there's like There's now you really there's hear Manu. the live drums. You really do yeah. hear the live drums in this one. I actually wanted to say, would you would you like to address, uh, like your your. Opinions like would you prefer the dark side or bright side? Mix? we like to do that, or should we just leave that until the end? I mean, we can we talk say, more about it choose? at the end,
1: but I guess we can just say right now, I'm a dark side, I've gone over to the dark side and I stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging out with the Emperor, and, well, you know,
0: Darth Vader. The, the, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, let me just jump in my notes here because I was I, I kept writing, I kept writing and writing notes with this. With this one, it's, it's interesting because, um. It's great to have the the Manu rhythm with this and everything, but then you jump to the dark side mix and the, I find instantly that, I think generally for the dark side mix that you've got more depth, more yep. bass, i.e. Yeah. more yeah. Tony, more yeah. Tony is there. I tend to kind of not think, I obviously know Tony's on the album, but- Not Tony Banks, Tony Levin. Sorry, Tony Levin, yes. Bye. <laughs> and I actually wanted to uh, echo a point that good old um, Mike Lord from Tabletop said mm-hmm. that that with this album, and it, I thought it was really interesting the way he said that, you you have the classic PG lineup on this album, but you don't really hear their character playing in this. Like, there's no amazing, crazy bass line happening from Tony and everything. But yet, when, I'm, when the dark side is there, I'm kind of reminded that. Not that I'm reminded like, oh, Tony Levin's the bass player. It's like oh, I can hear more of Tony now. And I really hear, his. he is definitely more present with the Dark Side mix of this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Mano's drums definitely sound more, I think they do sound a bit more programmed. They definitely are there more present, that's for sure. You can definitely hear what's going on. They definitely have more of a, a production
1: I mean, they feel almost them. like I don't know if it is that way, but they're a little louder than a lot of the others. Yeah, though, compared yeah. Compared to the broadside mix, where or the inside mix too, where stuff is a little more even, all the, right. the keyboard sounds or whatever are a little more even yeah. with the drums. Whereas I, I mean, love just how the drums, like like no son of mine, those drums just take over the song yes. and become a character well, on it. I
2: mean, <laughs> I mean, with Panopticon, you know, with the song about
1: that, it's sort of
2: like that we there's no we. I think that with, if I'm correct in this matter, with Panopticon, the song the subject matter
0: mm-hmm. being
2: that how everything is recorded everything is captured we everything knows what we are doing <laughs> and and we are ha- we we're, we're fine with that. Apparently, we will happily I feel tell the people. The qualifier
1: saying, is that doesn't mean everyone is always watching what we're doing. Whether we if we want it to, that's right. But the government isn't watching every single thing we're doing. Algorithms are recording everything we're doing, but they still need a billion people to be actually watching that if they want to be watching everything going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Because people always assume like if you're being recorded, oh, they're watching you right now. It's like no, it's just being recorded by some machine. However, it is still being recorded, which is it up. is it <laughs> is. You and and
2: and have definitely seen moments of these, and, and you know, the whole theory about the conspiracy, major conspiracy theory, that you are your your micro your phone microphone is being recorded because you will say a word that yeah. you've not said in ages, and next thing you know that. That is being advertised on your Facebook profile, on your Facebook page, or on Google, (laughs) and it's like I just said that today. What are you talking about? I need some new jeans, and then oh, Levi jeans everywhere. (laughs) Exactly. You know, cookies. You know, data cookies following you everywhere. So anyway, so anyway, that's kind of what the song is about. Chocolate chips in them. (laughs) And so I thought it was quite appropriate with the Dark Side myth that there's definitely some more synthetic sounds going on here. And I thought, Mm -hmm. okay, well, synthetic synthesizers, technology very appropriate for the song the yep. only little thing i'm missing from the song is that i love the um that opening riff but i and that plus I'm, i i'm don't know who's on the acoustic i don't think it's david rose on the acoustic on mm-hmm. this but on the chorus that beautiful so acoustic cool. yep. to, to mm-hmm. me it's to me it shines a lot more on the bright side Mix of course mm-hmm. there's, there's more lighter so i yeah. like I like the production of the Dark Side mix. So we can, if we can have that, plus the lightness of the acoustics and that riff, the song's That's perfect. But we want that PG mix. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We want that PG mix to have it there. So, yeah, I'm in between. I'm in between. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose, though, to me, I really like the sound of how so acoustic Manu's drums sound on the Bright Side mix. So mm-hmm. I'm afraid, like, if we were going to do the whole table, like, B which, Side Bros as
0: we're are we hanging, hanging out with
2: it. Luke, is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm afraid <laughs> I will be on Luke's uh, side for the Panopticon for this oh. one,
1: yes. yes. I mean, yes. the other thing, though, that bugs me a little bit that I know isn't in a bright side mix, is like, as it, um, I think it's leading into the chorus. No, it's at the end of the chorus, um, when it has the drum fill bit, and then comes back in. Um, on the dark side, there's like an extra electronic sound around it, too, whereas the bright mm. side doesn't have it, it just has the plain drums, which are nice. I exactly. Kind of The drums aren't as loud as I want them to be, basically, on the bright side is my... Yeah, and and I think that works
2: really well in the song as well. So, Mm -hmm. if anything, I am missing that, that whole synthetic sound on the bright side mix. Uh, It works really well for the dark side. It's just the light acoustic stuff, to me, it sounds clearer and and much more impactful with the bright side
1: mix. So there you go. But it's a dark song, so you need to be hearing the dark stuff.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Overall, it's great. Um, Again, we we talked about this with the PG um, tour review, how at the time when I saw Peter Gabriel on this tour, I actually saw him in Berlin and he played the song, mm-hmm. Panopticon. And of course he yep. did the famous lyric saying, it was in Berlin, was all, the in was Berlin. <laughs> all the evidence was found. All the evidence was found. However, he, I mean, as far as I know, he spoke in German and as far as I can tell, he didn't mention anything about that particular lyric. And yeah, he put his hand up saying, it was in Berlin, but. Nothing happened. No, no audience reacted or anything. Well, and then the other like, yeah, problem too man. is
1: this was in when was this May? May, May last year. Yeah, right. So. I mean, yes, the song had been out for a while, but I mean, this is part of our stuff with later, where maybe not everyone knew the song because there was no album.
2: <laughs> there you go. There you go. It was. It was still great to, to, uh, now to how, see Now, how
1: um, were you able to see the all the screens pretty clearly and everything?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I had a great view of the screens. Okay,
1: good because it was so cool. I thought. I mean. The, the all the screen stuff going on is like camera work on the various mm. guys like they're being recorded as they're playing There you, the song. Go. There you go. And then yeah. that big center screen when it becomes this giant eye, like the eye of Sauron, yeah. but better because it's a full, <laughs> like proper eye. And it follows Peter as he's walking across the stage. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. this is no, mind blowing. Was... But also so poignant and, you know, makes, it's the, it makes the meaning of the song hit that much harder because we're all being watched.
2: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. And that's uh well I mean hey you want to you want to you want to be grateful to have your phone around with you and everything well just and be connected to the internet? Well mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. that's that's the that's that's the not the consequence, what's the word I'm looking for here, but that's basically what you have to deal with in life, that uh, you are going to be tagged and, and followed around by cookies and data and everything because everyone just wants to give you something, sell you something, wants to find out what you do.
4: So,
1: so I realized uh, for the name of the song, which I actually realized I wrote wrong in my notes here, is Panopticon with an M at the end. So mm-hmm. the Panopticon with an N at the end, is a, I think it was like a 19th century, maybe a little earlier, a form of imprisonment that was done. Mm. Uh, it was used in sci-fi stuff. And it's specifically set up so you have like a, basically a ring of cells and then the god sits in the middle, in you know, a mm. thing and has a window on every cell. And the idea being they're watching you all the time, which again ties in with the whole of this thing. Again, they're not watching you all the time because there's one god in there and he can't look at, you know, 24 right. windows at the same time. Right. But the mm. point is you're under the the pressure and the stress and the torture of, you know, not knowing if he's watching you or not, but he could be, you know, and so there that's, you go. There you again. go. But again, he changed it to calm. I think almost like computer technology .com. type of thing, yeah. and yeah. So of again, Peter Gabriel putting his little spin on it in that wonderful way.
2: Great song, top marks. Great album opener, and I mean both both mixes are great as well.
1: So. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on then to, are we ready to join? the court.
2: remember very specifically when I heard this for the first time that as soon as that kind of percussive part came in this funky and I was like oh this is nice. I did have to say though that I was like huh okay kind of a similar tempo to mm-hmm. Panoticom. And I thought, interesting. I mean,
1: again, at, at the time, we didn't know that this was going to be right. actually
2: track two on the
1: album. Right. That was my, I do remember that way back in February when I first listened to this and being like, oh, cool, next song. I was like, this is a little <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Peter.
2: <laughs> and, and I can't, for the life of me, even at the time when hearing it, I was like, that whole verse thing, kick <laughs> and wake up, get through quick. It does mm-hmm. remind me of of old school Peter actually, in mm-hmm. a way, where right. he is... Like he,
1: syncopating type of thing, yeah, yeah.
2: Yes, and and he's he's singing in a low tone. I mean, he's generally doing that these days anyway, so with his age... As close as he's
1: come to rapping, basically, right?
2: That's what I'm That's saying. I mean, he is almost... <laughs> it is almost rapping, but it did remind me of, like, the kind of the vocal that he used to do back in this kind of Games of Frontiers. Mm-hmm. I Again, I know that there is, a, obviously, a, a subject matter behind this song with the court and everything, and I think to do with like the whole, I, I, I think it's about the whole legal system and how yeah. Yeah. ridiculous, to the point ridiculous and corrupted or whatever it can be, you know. So the court will rise while the pillars all fall. You yes. say
0: that
1: the court will rise when the judge comes in to do their things while mm. society is all crumbling around you and, mm. and everything's there you go. gone to hell. There you yeah. go, there you go, yes. <laughs> and
2: um, it's, it's quite interesting because the chorus never... It's almost like we all can presume that the chorus is the part where he says, and the court, because it always always stops. Almost as if to say, say like, all judges in. It's like, I want shot court in session. All quiet and the court, rise. Well, yeah, exactly. As you put it, as well, the pillars all fall. So, and that always is is like that in the song. You can almost, even though there is a music video that got made, I think someone created like an AI simulation video of this song, I believe. Mm. Um, But yeah, you can you can always make your own little video where you see the judge walking in as that chorus kicks in, you see. So Uh, and yeah, it's a cool, funky song. I have to say this was probably one of the, the weaker ones for me. However, when I was listening to it, even today, both mixes, especially the dark side mix, I was like, this is a really cool, funky
1: song. I really, really like this song. I mean, we mentioned David Priest on the Tabletop episode. Mm. This was his favorite song off the album. And I will say it does do interesting things musically. Yes. Uh, I was also thinking too, how how many songs on this album start out with something unusual and different and then go in a different direction? Like, it's just like, there's a weird intro to it and then Mm. the song changes tack, you know? Um,
2: Yeah. And actually that intro, (gasps) that's it. I was trying to remember why that that intro reminded me of, and I believe the intro starts similar on both uh mixes yeah it has this sort of like almost backwards sound i was trying to think what other song does peter does that start with a peter gabriel song and it just now hit me sky blue sky blue starts off the same way yeah
1: yep. Yep. Um, maybe just took it and used it he <laughs> probably just recycled it yes i w- uh, i really do like after they've done the course chorus whatever it is three or four times and done mm-hmm. all their bits the kind of almost like fade out of groove Thing where it just like jams down. That's a yeah, time.
2: yeah, <laughs> and it's it's yeah, and again to me I, I, on the bright side mix and this is actually the one i'm going to say instantly like i prefer the dark side mix of this
0: one mm-hmm.
2: and and i because it's particularly that piano at the on the outro part it's weird on the bright side mix. It almost sounds like okay here's a piano exercise now for you to, to do practice <laughs> right but yeah strangely enough even though it's played exactly the same on the dark side because of its mix to me, it right. stands out and it's more impactful. And to me, it makes more sense the way that sounds on the dark side mix. And again, yeah, sure. the, the dark side,
1: importance of mixes. <laughs> there you go. Power and them, yeah.
2: and the, the drums are more distorted with this one, even though they're pretty. They got a lot of production on them on the bright side mix. But yeah, I, I definitely prefer the dark side mix with this one.
1: All right, should we move on to have some playing for time.
4: Indeed.
3: a planet spinning slowly, we call it ours. Anytime, any day, any moment that we bring to life will never fade away.
1: piano's back right away <laughs>
2: uh yeah and th- as soon as i heard this one i stopped dead in my tracks and just said i gotta mm-hmm. stop doing whatever i'm doing and just sit and enjoy and it and i and i i never actually got to attend his um what's it called the, the whole but the back to front so anniversary mm-hmm. tour where he actually did demo this in front of a live audience I just think good audience to that it's not he, he didn't even have lyrics it was just and just with him, <laughs> that's right. tony 11 just him and tony and so this song existed even way back then this song is definitely a highlight for me on this album
0: mm-hmm. and it's
2: a great placement track three i was almost wondering like oh that's a bit too soon to take it down a lot but actually no it, it's i think it's a great it's a great spot for it compared to the other ballads if you want to call them that yeah it's beautiful song. It's a stunning song. And I love it in particular that Peter says, because I just presume that was Peter playing on it. But he actually says, no, 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 no. I'm not the no, good, good piano player. Yeah. I had to get a real piano player in for this one. So, again, sorry. The personnel, I, I do not know who it is. Again, it's lots mm-hmm. of people on this album, so I don't know. Again, yes, I have to. The, I thought the same, exactly the same thing here with um, with Tom from Tabletop. You guys, I can mention a lot today. That uh, <laughs> it did remind him a lot of um, the, the the arrangement of it was very "Washing of the Water."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: However, for me personally, this is a much better song than "Washing of the Water." "Washing the Water" just is kind of shrugs along. Although the live version he did of the real, real world tour is fantastic, so it's a much better. Oh, version. So I really
1: like that song too, and again, it crescendos.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, one, oh, two. plus you lucky yeah. double You you actually got to see P- Peter Peter oh, open the whole right. show with yeah, that song right. last In year. two was it? I,
1: can't I thought it was the opening track. Two or three? Yeah, wasn't
2: the opening one. Maybe it wasn't the
1: yeah.
2: opening one. Because for me, yeah. the opening for me was. Uh, oh, that's right. Here, here come
4: here come the flute. So, <laughs> <laughs> so
2: um, yeah, but because uh, obviously it has there, and even though. I I was thinking we finally got to that last chorus. I think chorus number three. What? I was like, I was like, you know, it'd be great right now if you just kicked him with a groove here. You
1: know? <laughs> and it did. And he and said, like, "Hold my beer."
2: <laughs> and and I said, I, and it, it did. And I did think like, okay, this is kind of washing of the water kind of thing. It's that kind of same arrangement. But to me, it was much more impactful. And again, lyrically, I really listened to the lyrics of this song. And again, playing for time it is about how whatever we can do we can't escape time and it's going to be with us and there's ways you can look about it you can either treat time as your best friend or your worst enemy
1: it's either running out quickly or you can savor each moment there you go
2: there you go and so this was actually the first time i was actually listening to the lyrics of this song probably because it's a bit slower there was less instrumentation Mm -hmm. going on and his voice comes through really wonderfully because it's just him and piano at the beginning of the song. Yeah. And I mean, and I love and then how the bass comes in, yeah. Yeah. And I love how the piano is so live that they record it so raw that you can actually hear, you don't hear it actually going up and down, but you can actually hear the, um, not the pedal, but almost like the the, the action of the foot moving up mm-hmm. and down for the pedo of the piano. You can actually hear it taking place that's how raw and live the piano is yeah on the dark side you hear it even more <laughs> I, I was about to l- say I and on the that.
1: inside you hear it even more because of this <laughs> weird surround effect yeah it's almost right. like you're sitting next to whoever the piano player is while he's right. doing
2: it <laughs> and again i i am um, i love because tony again comes out on the dark side Um. however when the drums do kick in i have to say i think i'm what did i say i think uh yeah actually no i think it was this version that i preferred the dark side, dark side how, the, yeah. how the drums kind of come in and there's a bit more of a production and more of a because there's a again the beautiful orchestration i love the orchestration on this you can just love i would just when that comes in and i'm line. just i'm
1: already sitting because i'm enjoying the song and just when that comes in i just goosebumps every time i'm just yep. like it's like I mean, it ties in with washing the water. It's like someone has poured a bucket of cold water over me. <laughs> it. But it's a beautiful bucket of water. Yes, yes. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I every want it drop.
0: Up. Yeah. I
1: like, talking about time, it feels, again, comparing it to washing the water, because that song just kind of goes through for whatever it does, four and a half minutes, something like that. Whereas this one takes a lot longer, and it feels like he's savoring every little moment and gives everything its time. Gives um, quiet spaces in between the verses and the chorus and things like that, mm. and again, waiting that moment, and you're like, it gives you the chance to take a nice deep breath, and then bangs you with that crescendo.
2: Mm.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, actually, that that yeah, very, um, I I think uh, kind of reminds me also with Roger Waters from Pink Floyd that he mm. was always told he was always uh, um, characterized as the person who was really good with time and giving the space, especially with tracks like. For you, Floyd fans, "Shine on Your Crazy Diamond," where he'd be like, mm. "The time to play that
1: guitar part is." Yeah,
0: yeah, now. that <laughs> is. That's all about
1: time. I was literally listening to that song the other day, a studio version, and you're mm. totally right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's again one of my favorite songs. That again, it's so perfectly arranged and drawn yep. Yep. out. Yeah, it doesn't get rushed at any point.
2: No, and th- that's the thing. And this song, and again, th- th-
1: and I guess that's probably
2: also what Peter's saying is like, you can't rush time either. You just have Mm -hmm. to deal with each second as it comes and if you rush then you're going to miss things if you're too slow then you're also going to miss things so you just got to treat it at each second as it comes so sorry but that's life and that's that's how time isn't it so there you go it depends on the kind of life you want to live so yeah
1: beautiful song and i also Um, feel that again that crescendo and the the everything mm -hmm. and how he sings it like only Peter Gabriel could do, I think they, again, I think they said this on tabletop, but only Peter Gabriel could sing it that way and yeah. do it with that much power and move, moving. Like, you know, Phil couldn't do that. I don't think anyone else could. Just no. the way Petey no. sings it with such feeling and power mm. in his heart that it's just like, you're so moved by it. And yeah. like his voice is so perfect for the lyrics. And again, he chooses specific lyrics of how they sound like the valley of the rock and all this stuff. Like it all comes out and hits mm. you, you know?
0: Mhm
1: mhm Yeah. Beautiful song. And it's in I, a, it's in our favorites
2: I think. We'll talk about it later. It definitely is in our are, favorites. But, uh, yeah. And uh if I have permission I'm going to I have to talk about um the transition which of course seg segways very nicely into the next song because of the transition of it. So what is the next song then dear Virgil of this album? It would be
1: the album title, IO. Oh.
0: IO.
3: Just a part of everything I stand on two legs and I learn to sing It's not what was said and it's not what I heard I walk with my dog and I whistle with the bird Stuff coming out, stuff going in I'm just a part of everything Stuff coming out, stuff going in I'm just a part of everything think we really live apart Cause we got two legs, a brain and a heart We all belong to everything To the octopus suckers and the buzzard's wing To the elephant's trunk and the buzzing bee sting Stuff coming out, stuff going in I'm just a part of everything I'm just a part of everything
2: yes io um
1: i love this song
2: (laughs) yes i mean maybe at the time i didn't realize it but actually listening to the album today reminded myself that the transition between Mm -hmm. playing for time and io is perfect because the album playing playing for time finishes with piano and io starts with piano and even tempo wise is quite the same similar Mm -hmm. but because the songs are so different from each other that's okay for me. And I think it's a phenomenal transition. And yes, the song is amazing. I was literally I, mean, I think by chorus number 2 to, uh, I, I was chopping up just and talk- down my chorus 2, you know.
1: Yes. <laughs> I just talking back to um the genius of Genesis, you know, That's, I mean their transitions are what made them so special, you know. So, there you go. There you go. Still got it. PG still got it. <laughs> it yeah, it's a, it's a really uplifting
2: track and I suppose Again, we've gone from all the random tracks he's released over the years, Up, Album About Death, and then Panoticon, The Court, Playing for Time, all mysterious tunes and everything. And then Io, his first real big, warm, warm, happy happy song, probably since um, Us, you know, I guess in a way uh, uh, there's uplifting songs on that you know but at the, at the same time
0: if like you esteem really whatever, want
2: yeah, steam yeah. but then but then the real uplifting stuff you got on the album so with right. Stedgehammer and 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 what's the other one uh, uh, big time you know just okay. fun tracks so what i
0: really
1: yeah. love about this song are the lyrics i mean yes they're just—it's like a science song. The details, the biology yes. of it—it's so fun. I wanted, like, I wanted to send it to. There's a science podcast I listen to, Science Friday. I want to, like, tell them, check out this song. You should be talking about it because it's so cool. It's a science lesson.
2: <laughs> I
1: yeah, am. I, I, a wonderful I am.
2: uplifting song wonderful and again it's really it really helps put an impact on one's life and reflect mm-hmm. you see and saying i've got stuff coming out stuff going in i'm just a part of everything and i just love that idea like it's so yeah. elemental
1: and simple and it's like so bloody true and we've got get it links us with, with every heart. other every other living creature on the planet it's all Ooh. the same thing <laughs> yeah uh, and i think well peter you 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 never talk about
2: this this sort of stuff. It's, I mean, from the day the guy was talking about hermaphrodites and hogweeds and these sort of <laughs> things, to now to Mythology. talk talk about well, at the end of the day, we're all connected. We're all mm-hmm. connected, even if you are even even to hermaphrodites and hogweeds. Even if you don't connected. want to be, Penup is watching. <laughs> yeah, we're all connected. There you, there you go. There you go. It's a beautiful. It's a a beautiful song too. It's really, it's really. It has some very soulful moments in it too, I find. And, and the, the bridge part, that, well, that's true. My one little beef with the song is that there's not enough choruses. The chorus are so fantastic. That I agree. Between, between that um, verse that occurs after the first chorus, you've got the verse, then you jump straight to the sort of like instrumental bridge part thing and then goes back to another verse, and then does a final couple of choruses. I want there to be another chorus between those two. I mean, I can even make my own version of that. I feel like
1: on some of the songs on the actual album in total, I really feel his choruses need to be longer or repeated.
0: Mm -hmm. I have Mm -hmm. this issue
1: with um, This Is Home, too, where it's such a beautiful chorus, and I want more of it. And I totally think I will say, too, I, I think when they um, announced at this point, and I would have had the tickets for the tour when they announced it because um, it was a fourth song came out. But this is the one where I had in my head, and I was singing along to that chorus. It's like, okay, I see myself in the crowd screaming this at the top of yeah. my lungs with everyone, and it's going to be so powerful. And, and yes, I did it at the concert. I don't really feel like everyone around me was doing it because they didn't know the song as well because of how he's released them. But I loved belting this out in the crowd
2: I did too and I had the same thing as you at that I mean he played it quite I don't know where he played it with the set with you saw him but it was pretty early on it was like song number five mm-hmm. or something like that yeah. in the set because he yeah. did like a he did a couple of old, oldies to kick off with then he did yeah. like four or five new songs in a row you see from the album yeah um but and but kind of all at the latest releases up to that point i think and io was one of the last ones but i was like oh this is the world and everything and i was gonna jump up and down i was kind of in between i did have like a an area to stand or sit but i kind of just moved around because i just was in between oh, the, in space. the tiers. i had some space there to move around and try and find the best sound and io came on i was jumping up and down but I was looking around it's kind of like okay one person's there and it wasn't really like the the big wash pit that i was hoping to have you know so with that song, maybe the next
1: tour it will be there. It'd be like, oh, it's
4: this song. I remember this song from the last tour.
1: I know. I just see this one thing. I think he's gonna because he just seems like he's gonna keep going and stuff. That he'll bring back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he has to. Yeah, it's the title track. It's the title track. Yeah. Uh, one lyrically,
2: very wonderful, beautiful song. Uh, mix-wise, true, that's right. Let me just con- consult my notes uh, and do this. Uh, this is probably the most notes I've ever taken. So with I.O., what did I say about I.O.? So, yes, naturally, again, with the dark side mix, they seem to really push through. <clears throat> it almost sounds like as if like they've added extra instrumentation on these dark mixes because there's like these extra percussion parts, extra bits as well that includes with the with the dark mix of io including i've put here an echoey hand clap it's like this
3: <sighs> that
2: occurs on the dark mix Which you think like did i miss that on the bright side or they just not have it on the bright side um and but i think terms though with how poppy it sounds it feels to me quite well i think it's more the bright side to me i prefer that mix because it just it's just this lighter sound about here and i think with the dark side they're trying to just create a dark side mix because they have to. That's the the feel I get. Right. From it,
1: so. I mean, in some ways it's almost sad that this this wasn't just released as an album and you could see this totally being either probably the second single maybe after To Come" off the album to released and you can just really hear this on the radio and everything too, you know? Totally. And I love that even,
2: I mean, he does do, he does repeat the chorus at the end and even this extra guitar from I presume mm-hmm. maybe it was David this, and I thought oh, he's repeated the chorus and then apparently this African choir is there, which you can barely hear oh, that kind of was a bit of a an anti-climax when it's like yeah. it's got this choir in amazing and you can't really hear i mean they're, they're kind of there if you really listen to it on the bright side to me they they sound even more muffled
1: than the dark side sadly mm. like you can barely comprehend them but they are there um, i mean maybe it's the lesson of sometimes you can put too much in a song and things will get lost
2: yeah yeah uh, I mean, a bit of an abrupt ending, but other than that, uh, yeah, a, a fantastic song. One of, one of definitely, a, again, an album highlight. Oh, did I mention, no, that comes
1: later. Okay, cool. No, don't worry. Okay. So, great song. So, if I were to ask you, how many kinds of horses do you think there are? What would you say? Well, from my education,
2: and my entire education has been from Genesis your, and your Peter era, and everything related to <laughs> it. So, I'm going to say there's. Four kinds of horses. <laughs>
1: to a uh, bad uh mike pun territory <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if he's listening
2: I, he's gonna be like oh my god this is fantastic intros i love it where do they get these where do they get this stuff from uh four kinds of horses yes this actually um I, when i first heard it it was one of those ones that kind of very happy Easily washed over me. It was, especially yeah. the outro, it was kind of like.
1: Didn't do too much for me. Yep. I was expecting
2: something to. I was like, oh, it's going to. Ah, okay. But after listening to it again, especially today and both versions as well, just bright and dark for me, uh I think this is actually a very powerful song if you really spend time with it. You have to spend time with yep. it. You can't have it on in the background somewhere. You have mm-hmm. to sit. Focus on it. Yeah. And listen to it and focus on it.
1: Um, I think what made me, me really notice powerful. it more too again. Mentioning Tabletop again when they did their their uh, Tom's Poll. Um, that this was like number, I think, three?
0: Yeah, this was the top songs. Was, and I was like, wow, was okay, really high up. I need to
1: pay more attention to this song. And then I did hear more in it and stuff. Again, it kind of starts out similar to Come or The Court. And you're like, okay, with well, some funky stuff going on? Though I will say the weird, like, it's almost like a bass sound of doom, 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 doom. But if you listen close, it's actually Peter's voice on there. Going yes. like oh, and modified oh, oh, and stuff, oh, oh, and yeah, it's like, oh man, that's so cool.
2: <laughs> and and what other, and um, again, I was trying to think of what the song kind of starts off that way as well with these, oh, yeah, Blood of Eden, oh, as okay. well,
1: yeah, the, the the beginning of that, You're also kind of doing had, a good gorilla impression there, so it was throwing me, oh, off. <laughs> thank you, yeah, <laughs> okay. uh,
2: but yeah, that, that's what that's what maybe uh, thought of it. That actually mm-hmm. it was like, oh, that's that's he's going back to the Blood of Eden kind of vibe with this song, and um it's really oh yeah and Brian Brian that's right this is one of the ones that uh, actually I'm just looking up here Brian Eno mm-hmm. he's on he's on almost all the songs in fact actually but especially on this one he is on this one as well with rhythm programming and mm-hmm. progressing okay electronic progress. <laughs> and elect oh hang on electronic worms and additional synths so whatever an electronic worm is, that's what he's doing on this it song. sounds
1: so. like a bad thing, like a virus, I would have thought. But <laughs> yes. what do I know? <laughs> the music, maybe it's something different.
2: <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I, I love this song. This
1: song is so... I, I, I mean, the way I'm it's sorry. just slowly, again, I think we expected more of it when we first listened to it. So then yeah, you're like, okay, yeah. this is the song. Okay, so I'm going to listen to it more and, and over and over to kind of take it apart and, and deconstruct mm. it. And then you feel like, a, okay, so you, it's like a slow movement up and down if you're being taken on a journey almost. You yeah. no, have no idea what it's about, though. I have Oops. no idea what it's about. <laughs> I thought I, I instantly thought of, like, the, the
2: four kinds of horses, like what the the, the what they're called. Um, oh, the horse uh, of the uh, apocalypse. Yes, mean? I thought okay. I thought yeah. it was I thought it was to do with that perhaps so. Oh, it could be maybe yeah uh, yeah yeah. I never uh, really <laughs> listened to the, I never sat down and read the lyrics of the song. So, uh, yeah, but I, I, I actually, to be honest, I I did walk away though when I first heard the song. I did kind of walk away with that chorus around my head. Yeah, really, I was going to say. Really I don't know the, what
1: it means, but I enjoyed that, and especially the way that he has the whole and it on stage to everyone singing it together and stuff. It yeah, was really an yeah, impactful, nice chorus yeah
2: yeah and especially the the, the the part leading up to the chorus is like oh god that 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 melody really mm-hmm. it's like this is really crescendo into something here and um, and again we turn to which version we we uh we like and uh, i'm just putting one Yeah, i love the orchestration and oh that's true the the when the outro is kicking off and it's got this this orchestration building up again Harks back to an old P.D. Gable song, uh, very signaled, signal to noise, totally. completely, Ipe.
1: yep. I've been that my head, the, the picato, pizzicato yeah. of the violins and stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah, like very catchy, as again with this,
2: uh, that melody. And the only thing, of quite I mean, nice
1: with the, the, the violin and the strings and everything, yeah, very
2: nice. Uh, nice extra guitar work as well, but um. Yeah, the, I, I have to say I was really looking forward to hearing the dark side next So I was thinking like, oh, some stuff is really going to jump out here. I mean, actually, to be honest, that intro, <laughs> that intro on the dark side, it's quite a scary jump. Because uh-huh. On the bright side, it's like this boom, boom, boom. On the dark yeah. side, it's almost like one of these horror jumps It's yep. like, <laughs> I yeah. thought, gosh, that's really. I thought. That's why like, I like it. <laughs> um, and also, this is where, this is where now, and I did not realize this until just... Come on, Dan, give in to hate. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. But actually, this is the first time I'm hearing this where we've just had I.O., where I'm just a part of everything. There actually is a lyric in this. Four kind of whores have written this down saying, be part of it. It's actually That lyric is actually mentioned in the song. So you're be saying
1: there's a secret code in all these songs that we're missing? Well, Spending that he's just kind of like echoing back to
2: Io, being part of everything, and actually the lyrics mm-hmm. be part of it is actually mentioned again in mm-hmm. this song as well. That's what was
1: quite interesting.
0: It's um, sounding like
1: as we we take all these apart, that he's really done a lot of work in in flow and track listing in and flow everything. totally yeah totally uh yeah so
2: this great i mean the i like the bits that jump out uh especially that the beginning part but that jump out uh, with the dark side like this metallic percussion is going on as well which you don't really hear in the bright side um just the only thing with the dark side mix is that the outro doesn't crescendo as much as i would have liked to have done compared to the mm-hmm. bright side mix so right. Overall, I was—I really thought the dark side mix was going to stand out more for me, but actually, I prefer
1: what happens with the bright side. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. It's hard because it's like you want—I mean, you can't have both together at the same time. You know, no, it's, it's, I mean you could. Nice, you he gave own... us these. It's nice he gave us these options, but I almost wish he would have just like stuck with one so that we yeah. would you know. Because it's like <laughs> so, like oh, I want a combo album of bright side and dark side mixes, but that doesn't exist. I guess you can make no. a playlist. You can make your you can make your <laughs> own version of it. You can just yeah. literally put the two songs together and just see what it sounds like. But. <laughs> I but must yeah, say with no. that cool, the cool beginning sinister bit, I almost wish he would have reused it in some way or had it, you know, come back again because it was such a neat little thing that he sounded like he put a lot of work into it and then it was gone in 10 seconds.
2: <laughs> which Sorry, which part are you talking about?
1: The, the beginning bit. The yes, yes,
2: yes. I know, yeah, that's true. It never... That's true, actually. This song never really, apart from the chorus, this song doesn't really repeat itself either. Just kind of...
1: Actually, that's Sounds not like true. Another at all. Genesis nod. Well, I, to be
2: honest, actually, I, I, that's not true. It has this intro, but then you've got the, the verse bridge chorus, verse bridge chorus. So it's actually, it does repeat itself. But then it goes to this very unique outro. Again, a, a big highlight this song. I really love it. And I really did like the, um, I was a bit concerned watching it at an outdoor concert in the daytime because uh, this wasn't the first set, and it didn't get dark until about halfway through the second set. So uh, I didn't really get a chance to really reflect on the lighting, but I was worried that this song was going to f- fall really flat in terms of the sound and everything, but it actually worked really, really well,
1: and I, it did sound really great live. So, great song. Thumbs up. So, if we're riding along, each of us on a little horse, and we got one extra horse next to us, and we see the town we're headed to right ahead, how would you say you would get there? What 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 route would you take? I think we would just have to take
2: the road
3: to joy. swim around. Soak into the brittle ground. Been so many days.
1: Like Lord, eat your heart out.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. So um, here's an interesting thing. When the when the yeah, uh, you know, instantly when you first heard that intro, you're like, oh, okay, we've got an uplifting song again. It's gonna be mm-hmm. it's gonna be punchy. It's gonna be it's already positive. It's like major chords and everything. However, when that verse kicked in, what song were you thinking of straight away? When that when that when he started do you just singing? want to
1: mention Tabletop right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wasn't thinking of Tabletop at all.
2: I, as soon as I heard that verse, I was like let's just kiss that frog again well that's what they mentioned on tabletop Tom, I know so yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I, that's, I, I wanted to say that though, but I, I, can't get I enough but, heads but that's but, right for, I, for, but before well. I li- before I listened to the yes. episode though I instantly hey, was like yeah. he's just sitting kiss yeah. that frog again it's like what's he doing <laughs> it's like I know eventually a, a writer does kind of repeat themselves and everything but honestly I mean he could sue himself for plagiarism seriously <laughs> And, was, and I can't remember who the artist was, but there was an artist who did that. Okay, so, Dan. Uh,
1: this does not like sound like the road to joy to me. This sounds like the road no. to complaint.
2: <laughs> it sounds like the
4: road to the court. He's going to head to the court.
1: <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, I just thought, okay, Pete, what, what are you It's doing? one of those things where I'm like, okay, yeah, it sounds similar, whatever, but it's also like... You're 72. Will you do what you want? I'm
0: okay I don't. I'm not going to critique it that much.
1: The song is the song is fantastic, and even
2: though actually, uh, this song is about is about facing death as well. But you face it with a joy. You you be like, oh, now we're going to go on a great adventure. I mean, it, was, it was Peter Pan who said, "To die would be a great adventure," you know. Mm-hmm. And so it
0: just, this is what is what is. I no,
1: huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, but wasn't the next line, "To die would be the greatest adventure"? <laughs> No, maybe it was I guess yeah. no I think yeah. it was that to die will be a great adventure then the next line is to die will be the greatest adventure <laughs> mm. and Hook saying well death is the only adventure we have left <laughs> <laughs> and yes but, that movie has Phil Collins in it just to throw that in there <laughs> trivia there Genesis trivia there right
2: so Road to Joy yeah uh, no a great song it was a great one I to love the chorus, live as well very, again a
1: very right. happy uplifting and cool, like, writing on the keyboard stuff and things. We
0: yeah. we now,
1: what do you think about, and again, you have different versions with each mix, too, when that comes in, when it doesn't come in, and, you know, which verse and stuff. I kind of wish it would just decide to be, like, come in every time, or don't come in every time and stuff. Well,
2: that, with that, that riff. Little, the that...
0: Wee, oh, yeah. well,
2: um, I'm just, well, from the music perspective, he, he does the chorus, like, one time, and but then when he... Um... When he uh, I just got off a piece of chocolate, thank you. Oh, nice. Um, when but then he the road does to the chorus, joy continues. exactly. <laughs> he wrote a sweet joy, and um, he the first time around he does the chorus like one time and that riff comes in. The second time around, he repeats the choruses, um, and the riff comes mm. in after the second time you see. So and I think that that's the trait that then carries okay. on after you see. It's a typical musical thing to do, you see. You just give me a little taste of the chorus and then the second time around, you're back with the chorus, and now we're gonna we're gonna make it last longer. I I I really love um there's this string like these strings running down' as well. yes. Yes, yes, like yeah it's like cool. that's I mean it's almost like it like this eight like yes. like Eddie van Halen is going <laughs> and I just thought, let's make a string <laughs> version of that shall we um, and <laughs> also uh there I, I never thought about this until we again just listened to it today there is a like a three second drum solo from manu there's this is like yes. a so it's like a solo and I was thinking like right And then, of course, I started to like look back over Peter's um, discography and it's like, where else Mm -hmm. have I heard like these drum intros? I mean, all I could think of was right back to his first album where he had the song Modern Love. It's like, Mm -hmm. what? (laughs) Things like this, you see, and I can't really think of any other songs in my head right now. Anyway, Uh, feel free, listeners, to uh, correct me on that matter if I am incorrect. Uh, That actually kick off with either a drum fill or there's a drum fill, a solo drum fill that takes place within the song, you see. So Mm -hmm. and I think Peter was just like, let's just throw that in there. It's like this is like a very rock and roll kind of thing to do. And I suppose we tend to forget that Peter is a man who's growing up in, you know, 50s and 60s and rock and roll was just taking place and into that kind of stuff. So it's not left him. And, And I am going to mention uh, his music influence uh, in the next uh, couple of songs as well. So,
1: okay. yeah. I, say, but- I mean, he also, I think, realizes he has a fantastic drummer right near him and he's like, go have some fun. let's use you. I mean, I was going to say that again, calling back to Panopticon, I mean the way Manu Kachi plays with his various symbols and stuff too, and the oh. way the song ends with him doing the symbol stuff. And it's just like,
0: oh yeah, that's fantastic. true.
1: And I I never, I forgot to mention that with the
2: outro of Panopticon, mm-hmm. it's fantastic yeah. because he's it's really true. just fills, 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 you see. And these days with, with music and from my experience as well, that you get to a point where simple is the way you work these days and not, no one of these crazy fills, but again, Peter was just kind of like, oh, Manu, just, just, do your thing. I mean, and it's just a, such a
1: unique style that's so different to Phil or almost other drummers too. Of just how, yeah. how he plays and it and how fast and using the symbols in different ways and stuff. Well, yep. and just to just to really just uh,
2: talk about very just off topic here, it's like well, we are talking about this topic, but when I saw Peter Gabriel live for the Up Tour in two thousand and two, I guess at the time it, it might have been two thousand and three, um, he had Jed Lynch, who, mm-hmm. in my, I ears. Uh, I believe he's more of a percussionist than a drummer. Um, Amazing percussionist and programmer and all these things. Because when he was playing, I mean, the guy has a solid, thick, almost John Bonham type feel. I mean, he pounds that bass drum like there's no tomorrow. But he's the guy who's not very openly technical, you see. Mm -hmm. And so when he did things like Come Talk To Me, when that big when you listen to, to Come Talk to me, for example, when Peter Gibber played on the Secret World Tour, mm-hmm. after the second chorus, you've got Manokachi going like The like those
0: the <laughs> fills kind of and stuff. things. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Jet, yep. when
2: it was when when it came to that moment in that song, uh, for that tour, the up tour, and this was like the second to last song, I think, I was waiting for the big like fills and things like that. And Jed Lynch does these fills, but it's very rhythmic fills. He's not it's not mm-hmm. it's none of these solo standout fills. So and at the time I was a bit more of an arrogant <laughs> close-minded drummer so to me I didn't say I didn't think he sucked I just thought I was missing that you see at the time I mean, it's,
1: it's a style all drummers have different styles there you nice. go that's a style that um, Stuart Copeland style always. yes yes mm-hmm. totally absolutely and a bit yeah. of uh Bill Brufford a bit, a bit too <laughs> but, like yeah. uh, hearing on Dennis's stuff I tend like I like listening to Bill Bruford, but I tend to prefer, no I prefer Chester much more over that because mm-hmm. I think it's too much for that song, but it feels like Manokachi works so well with this album for all that stuff. Well, it's interesting as well because Manokachi definitely—he's definitely not a guy who happily will play different
2: fills on various things mm-hmm. and stuff. So, um, but I think with this, he really—he had fills, but I think he—he he kept to it. I think he stuck really to it, and I think with the outro, even with live with things mm-hmm. like Panopticon and Road to Joy, those fills were, as far as I remember, identical
1: to the album. You see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they plus worked. when you watch the the YouTube footage of it and he's just got that big smile on his face, you can't
0: help. Yes, smile on
1: that. <laughs> he's got the he's got the
2: the drummer with the biggest smile in the world, absolutely. But um, actually, comparing the the mixes again, mm-hmm. I, it's a weird one for me because the road to joy again is this happy, bright song, and the drums are very in your face and very bright. Yeah, with the dark mix, they have this sort of like bit more, slightly less trebly feel to them. Um, they sound a bit more seventies actually. They, they have this more of this bassy. The snare doesn't is not really as impactful. I mean, it's there. It's certainly impactful. Sorry, if I was wrong choice of words, but it's not as bright sounding. Again, mm-hmm. which, which which is obvious, isn't it? So, but <laughs> because of the mix we're listening to it, so uh, it's a bit of a slightly thicker sound as well. Uh, you can definitely hear it. You can definitely. In a different way, hear it because of its uh, the mix. Obviously, for that reason. So, so, but it really think, works
1: for the song. I think though, it works for the
2: song. However, that riff, that Brian Eno riff, I have to say, I am missing. What is happening on the bright side? The bright side is more of this, like very synthetic. Wee wee wee
0: wee. Yeah. Well, yeah. the dark side yeah, is yeah. a more Tilly dark on, side is
2: more yeah. of a whistly. It's more whistly, which is kind of like almost like someone's whistling it as well. And I just thought, oh, that doesn't sound as strong. However, again, when I first listened to that, I wasn't too sure what the song was about, especially when P was doing it live and there was a middle finger on the screens gesturing the entire audience. And I thought, what the <laughs> hell is this song about? And then, and because also that's true, he actually played that song before it got released. Well, like when I saw him, then you see. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: more Always confusion as so more confusing as to why. Why, <laughs> why are we being flipped off as the entire audience, Berlin well, audience? Very good money for this. And until so Peter said this is a big like up yours F to you death. To, the... <laughs> to death. And I thought, right. oh. And then of course the last lyric saying jump into the lake. Bright side, I didn't know what that sound was. It was very like
1: this was definitely very noticeable difference. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then the dark side actually you actually do hear a lake
1: and I thought oh well I really do I so actually it. as a as a podcasting audio guy it's actually a small bit of water it's not a lake <laughs> it's lake sound it's actually more of a you know bucket of water or something but it is cool to have that much louder splash sound. Well, actually, for a guy who actually
2: has recorded at Real World Studios, I can tell you <laughs> that outside,
1: there is a very beautiful
2: duck pond outside. Mm. With a water- oh, that's right. I think it's in the, the- video, too. Isn't with it? a in small the- waterfall YouTube. and everything. And I think they probably just threw a big stone in that water there and, yeah, worked
1: with that, you see. So. Uh, it just didn't sound as full and no no that's what i'm saying so you know, they,
2: they probably yeah. as you said they they probably just threw something into that little duck pond and then just
1: maybe they did i don't like, know i think they invite i think they just googled water splash sound and oh i see right the think they yeah.
2: just did it that <laughs> <laughs> free 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 sounds free yeah they went to free sound.org yes <laughs> and they didn't credit it
0: <laughs> okay
2: no but um so honestly i'm a bit i i think i prefer well, the the bright side
1: mix in terms Trump of the just mix. Like,
4: Sorry,
1: oh, you do? I thought you didn't like it. You said you was tinny. The bright you side. You didn't like it because it was so thin. No, 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 I think I prefer the,
2: the the drums. They stand out for more for me with the bright okay. side because of that. You see, uh, and plus but I prefer the splash. sound. Of, <laughs> I, I know, I know. I prefer the sound of the 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 synth riff on the bright side. Mm-hmm. The only thing okay. is that that lake is more. Yeah, uh, it more makes now, more sense. What to the, I'm bright, trying what they did.
1: did what they did live because I don't remember it being. Either they didn't do the splash, or it was smaller. No, no they kind of just... wished they on the screen. No, they did like, do a splash. They did do a splash. Okay, just
2: didn't, just didn't. I mean, I, I heard it, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they did do. The I screen. just wish
1: they would. have... I think wished I would have seen on the screen. You know, yeah. uh, not necessarily Peter, but someone mm. just jumping into a lake or something. Yeah, would have worked. No. Yeah, it was just that's how I finished it finishes. Peter just does his his traditional
2: like hand fist in the air kind of thing. So.
1: Yeah.
2: Eco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but
1: a great song. A great song. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Song. So, so, before we go into the next one, I just wanted to capture, and it's too bad because it's almost like not half the songs, is it?
3: Two, three. We're, we it are, is are, the side, we're yeah, halfway through the,
1: album, half though, the yeah. album. What a run of six songs. Like, I think this might be the best run of six songs I've I'm possibly mm. any album I've heard. Mm. <laughs> just like yeah. how good they all are, you know? Just like this whole yeah. of run is just so powerful.
2: And I think, um, and I know, I, I kind of. Got to the point where we're now kind of like apart from Panopticon and court which are kind of similar then you've got mm-hmm. ballad if you want to call them ballad slow song let's call it slow songs then io picks it back up and then four kinds of horses takes it back down again and then back up again with road to joy so he's definitely mm-hmm. he's definitely got a flow with this mm-hmm. Uh which i i guess he's probably kind of had with a lot of his old with
1: his albums in a way but he's definitely very noticeable with this one so at this point in the album how much would you say you're enjoying it
2: a lot very very much because again but if
1: you were to pick say two words to sum it up oh i see well i i
2: am i'm what just would you say? i am enjoying how much? i am enjoying this album so much
3: Unfinished business, all sticky with desire, raking through the empty shells of all the rockets we find. Set the navigation for the earth. All warm and wet And as the longing Drops away The compass Is reset Oh there's so much To aim for You can shoot At the sun but all of it just comes and goes There's only so much can be done Time slips in the mirror
2: Um Right, so much. This Piano. song is beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And again, a song that I really listen to the lyrics to. I, actually, yeah. I have to say, um, I got teary listening to the song for the first time because again, I'm going to, I'm going to echo back to what I've been getting up to the last few Mm -hmm. months by changing accommodations twice, Mm -hmm. but the first time included moving an entire country. And so I moved from Berlin living after living there for about 12 years. I moved back to Spain because my family and I, we wanted to see a bit more of the world and be close back to the, uh, to the ocean again and to be somewhere Spanish speaking as well. So, and this song came out so hang on this is track now number seven Seven, right so okay so we are now in the month of july and yeah we were planning to leave originally we were planning to leave berlin in august we didn't actually do it in the end Mm -hmm. until october but august was it so we were preparing and this song um lyrically as well it's there are so It (laughs) it really hit me as well and Especially um, unfortunately there's there was one particular lyric in there. The 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 other lyric which says just close just close your eyes and because it says close your eyes and then just feel from above and all around you that everything you feel is the love you're receiving from people, you know, and that really hit me as well. But there are other lyrics in there which I did not write down for some reason, but I listened to them and it just it it gave me goosebumps. Because I was like, this song is (laughs) this song is completely about us starting Mm -hmm. having new beginnings in our lives it's completely about that and yes the emotion was just so much so much so
1: so it's interesting because again i this is why i was mentioning the first six songs because i feel this song is a little lesser and doesn't do as much pun intended for me um but again that just shows how different it is for people because it means so much more to you uh, you know because of the, what you were going through and just all these different things that so shows the power of music and how everyone has different yeah feelings. i do I love, love the opening lyric of so much unfinished business all sticky with desires just like yes such a peter gabriel lyric that's so <laughs> unique
2: <laughs> well that's what i'm that's what i'm that's what it was Yeah, i think it was like you've still got so much more to give and, you know, I suppose when you want to make a big change in your life, there's always a part of you that's going to doubt you thing. Like, am I, reg- am I really making the right decision here? Shouldn't I just stay where I am right now? It's like, well, no, you you wanted to make a change in the first place because you are unhappy. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but do I really deserve this? And then when he's saying things like you've still got so much more to give, that was just that's what really hit me. I thought, wow, OK, this.
1: Ugh. It's like the It's one of those ones where I just looked at the name of the song and I think, oh yeah, I didn't. I was, it was an okay song. I didn't love it that much. But then when I actually hear it, I really enjoy it. I'm like, mm. Thinking of just the choir now and again the way it builds and just yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's really. It, and again, this is a song that you should really pay attention to and focus on because, yeah, I, I agree that maybe, maybe, and I believe if
1: if with the tabletop that this was quite low down
2: with the voting right. as well.
1: Right. Well, what was going to say? But in the in the video that Peter Gabriel listened to, I uh, v- recorded. Um, mm. I can't remember who he said said it. I don't know if it was one of the producers or what it had said this is the best song you've ever recorded.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, it, which
1: is like, and it's very simple. And it's like, really? <laughs> I, I
2: When I first heard this, I I, I thought the same thing. I thought mm-hmm. this, again, the impact it had on me, I suppose it helped. I mean, looking back on it, I suppose now, let list, listen to it today, for example, maybe he does do one too many verses that just jump straight mm-hmm. from first chorus, first chorus, first chorus, first chorus. Maybe there was mm-hmm. some sort of change that happened between There's verse little... three and four, mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe that could have changed a little bit of something, but other than that is great and this is one that i definitely prefer actually the dark side mix of i listened to the dark side and i actually wrote down afterwards listening to it i was getting teary even Mm. today and i wrote down the best (laughs) i just wrote down the best it's a stunning you know it's a good album that made
1: you cry twice with playing time and so much (laughs) yeah i
2: mean the piano on this is unbelievable deep and, and yeah and feeling, also yeah. as each notes are being kind of hit not every single one but every like one that kind of kicks off the chords i'm hearing with this sort of like light percussiony sound on the dark mix mm-hmm. i'm talking about here and i can't tell what it was whether it's just a piece of the piano coming through also when that chorus kicks in you hear these ooze a little bit on the, on the bright side but it feels like it's so much more and it's almost like there's some sort of synth orchestration coming through with in collaboration with the mm. Ooze on the chorus, and it just really you resonates. You mean a L- mellotron, maybe? Maybe Tony is there? <laughs>
0: Ooh, perhaps,
2: <laughs> perhaps. Oh, oh, oh! And um, again, uh, consulting my notes here, the the bridge part on the dark side has this complete Beatles-esque vibe to it. Mm. It's just everything just disappears, and you just got this sort of like reverb muffled chorus which so reminds me of like strawberry fields it's just just classic Beatles stuff which just like okay that that's that's no coincidence right there clearly um, and so I thought that was a fantastic uh fantastic little thing to add in there and again Tony uh, Levin just really again stands out on this track he's just got his bass really you can really hear like almost to the point this almost like there's the thumping of the strings mm-hmm. you yep. really hear that on this mix that so makes you
1: wonder like with, when you talk about the, with the piano because it sounds like the, the when you have a heavy like a big grand piano and if you have the mic really mm-hmm. close you can, you can yeah, hear the sound of them actually being pressed as well as the notes being played and yeah. then with the, like it makes you wonder if they mic'd them up in a certain way that to bring yep. it that closer sound
2: yep. yeah it's a beautiful track I love it it definitely it goes high up for me it's a very tough album to rate to, to rank in which songs I prefer because so far they're all really they all really stand up there for me
1: <laughs> well I guess if I had to uh, sum it up in some way I'd say Olive Tree <laughs> <laughs>
2: it does remind me of an olive tree
0: yes, yes.
3: in the misty my eyes fall to the ground. I can feel it come alive. In the seeds pushing out through the soil, new life weaves its way out through the coil. Nothing's gonna hold this movement down. I was a part.
2: This was a this one I was really happy with because he played this in May and I thought, oh man, he's gonna release that, surely. <laughs> well, I, I presumed that all these songs he was doing live, they were gonna be okay, released. Yeah. But again, we didn't know if we he really was know. gonna take this on every single month, you know. We did not know what it was gonna happen, if it was just gonna stop after month six or whatever. Um and when, but when he played that I thought, damn, this song is killer. And also, um, I think now I'm starting to hear. The characteristics of these extra musicians coming through so he's got with him now uh a trumpeter you know for the first time and i believe it's the same if it's the guy i'm thinking of josh back if he's the guy so he's who the same actually, guy that was on the with him on tour right i believe if i'm correct i'm just reading the the, the personnel right on the name. on wiki yeah Want
1: a and weird l- fact when I was uh, at the show, I can't remember which song it was. I think it was one One point when they were introducing the band. Mm. person, two people over from me, was yelling,
3: Josh, he's from Oakland.
0: I guess he's a okay. local guy over here. <laughs> okay, right.
2: And everyone's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I love the story that Peter gave told of how he was found. Mm-hmm. Where they found this guy that I think it was Peter Gabriel's producer or whatever that he Mm -hmm. was in an apartment and he he just heard Josh playing in the other room. And he (laughs) said, this guy sounds great. And uh, just connected with him with Peter through there. Just a simple, simple like that, you know. And um, yeah, I I thought it it was a great... So uh, the lesson from that is
1: play your instrument all the time, wherever you are, really loud and someone might discover you.
2: Well, there you go, there you go. Even if it's uh, drums. (laughs) I mean, well, to to name another musician, that is how Mm -hmm. the... uh, the most longest running drummer for Oasis was found, Alan White, that he was just drumming in a studio next door and Noel Gallagher happened to be listening to him. He just said, that drummer sounds great and called him up and says, do you want to be in my band? Similar story with Chester Thompson. Phil just heard, happened to hear Chester Thompson play, well, he didn't hear him in a room, he just heard him on a live album and said, I really like that Phil he did with that other drummer.
1: I want him. He's the new drummer for Genesis, live. And so. I just want to point out, you just compared Chester Thompson to Alan
2: White. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not going to
1: only, say anything. Only from but the if stories. If anyone wants to yell at Dan, please do so in the comments.
2: <laughs> only of the only of, only reflecting upon the stories of how they were discovered. That's all. So, I just
1: feel yeah. like no would not necessarily hear be able to hear a good drummer if it. If he was being used as a drum skin.
2: Well, sorry, I mean you are talking to an old school Oasis fan here, and yeah. Alan White was a big influence on my playing. Anyway, okay, okay. This is not, this is, this is not this is this is not me and Virgil and Oasis. This is me and Virgil and Peter today.
1: So I, I will. I will give you a chance to tell me the fun story of uh, Phil's story he told once when they were on holiday. I don't remember where it was? I don't think it was Tahiti. Some fancy island somewhere. Um, and it was at some bar where they were playing music and Noel was there mm. and he really hates full cards. Yes. <laughs> and then they asked Bill to come up and play a bit, which he did. And then he apparently did it while giving, you know, Noel a big, beaming smile the whole time.
2: <laughs> However, uh, I think I said this to you again, we're going off topic here, ladies and gentlemen, but this is also, this is very generous related because I just read a few months back when I was talking. Um, reading a, I think, maybe I was listening to the Genesis to Revelation episode from Top to Genesis or whatever. I just went on Wikipedia. I think it's on Wikipedia or somewhere that Noel Gallagher is a real fan of that album from Genesis to Revelation.
1: Speechless, I, you mean I the one I hate the most? Uh, yes, <laughs> I think I did see that too, but it's like, really? That's the one you're going with? <laughs> I know, I know, yeah, fair enough. Okay, anyway, back to, uh, yeah, but he's but, gonna say they, they were the real influence, that album was the real influence, it wasn't the Beatles in any way. <laughs> no, anyway, let's stop talking about Oasis. I don't want to no. go back so, to
2: anyway. Um, yeah, so Olive Tree, uh, I like, I like, he did talk about this live, saying how that's that you can be um, planted, you can sort of uh, I think it was about saying like how you one can plant themselves I think even after they're they're, they're dead I believe that's he says that this olive tree will basically be the impact that it leaves behind mm-hmm.
1: once his you, you, you gone deter- you degrade and and rot and turn into you know nutrients that feed mm-hmm. nature around you.
2: Well, yeah and, and i like that idea that actually I was watching this um show i won't say what show it was uh out of embarrassment but uh there was a it was a uh, there was a, a patient there it was a medical show and she says oh, well after i die i don't want to be cremated because that just pollutes the planet i want to be <laughs> i want to be planted i want to be <laughs> planted so i can be uh you know i can then i can grow and i can become something mm-hmm. nice that gives uh, a literal air to the planet so I can turn into a tree. Do that for me, please. Promise me you do that for I thought that was a really nice uh, nice
1: idea. So, yeah. I mean, of course, when you throw the ashes wherever, then it still becomes part of the planet. But it
0: Yes, it is, a, <laughs> it
1: is. And it is a, a thing, the way, I mean, there's ones where you can, you get frozen and broken into pieces, basically, that you can bury. Mm. There's a good book. Do I still have it? No, I think I got rid of it. Mary Roach <laughs> called Stiff which is all about cadavers and bodies and stuff but at the end of the book she goes into all these details about various ways of um when you've passed on and what to do with your body Mm. in different ways Yeah. Yeah, so
2: yeah um as far as we know that's that's what the song is about and it's cool with the
1: and we haven't really touched on this that each song had a specific piece of commissioned artwork or used artwork Mm. um yeah it got released and then on the tour that was used on the screen and stuff so this one was cool because it was the tree and the roots moving and it was all brought to life and an which was really cool it was really cool a great song
2: thumbs up um i uh, i to be honest I didn't really hear okay. much of <laughs> okay. No, i'm right. just saying i didn't really hear much of a difference in terms of the mixes
1: i have to say um, the, the one, one thing this is the funny because this is the one I actually noted down that was different right at the end um the, there's a last line that's in the bright side mix but not on the dark side mix. It's on the bright side of the inside mix where Peter says, water falling on me. And in the dark side, they don't use it. And it's like,
0: what?
3: Why would you cut that out?
1: It's a really nice ending. That's right. Yeah. Because it's got the building of the strings, dude, and then it just ends. And it's such a nice, like, last lyric to end the song on. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. I almost wonder, um, like, it's like when they're doing the mixes, the two guys or whatever, he's like, Okay, I'm sticking this lyric at the end. You can't use that because <laughs> <You can't. laughs> it's like you can't do the same thing. You have to be different, right? <laughs> or they're like, uh, so what did you think, Peter's like?
2: I don't hear any difference. You gotta, you gotta change something. All right, we'll just cut that lyric out then. Fine. <laughs> I mean, anyway, uh, good, good happy I, I get, song. Good happy song, and uh, however you're feeling about the lack of lyric, I hope, I hope that the pain that you're feeling now, that hopefully something can heal you.
1: Love heal,
3: obviously <gasps> <laughs>
2: Music. This song. this I mean, I keep going on about all these songs, so, but I, again, this, this
1: is a little bit with so much where I feel it's, it doesn't always do much for me and then I listen mm, to it and I really enjoy it, but it's, yep. yeah, I feel it's a little lesser to some of the other ones, but it's still a very nice song. It's hard because not every song can be the best. I, I actually meant
2: <laughs> then, to, uh, I actually meant to point out that one thing that really stands out for me in this album is the backing vocals mm-hmm. and four kinds of horses I thought was really uh, I, I thought an amazing rendition, rendition, addition to his lineup is, and I believe the name is uh, Jenny Abrahamson, where mm-hmm. she is the one playing the cello uh,
0: mm. on she the stage. She was amazing on stage. She was
2: incredible. She yeah. And I loved her voice on Don't Give Up. I thought yep. that's the best I've heard it since Paula Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Melanie, Melanie Gable's got a great voice as well, but in my opinion, just, it just doesn't ah, do yeah. that much she for me. She was so good. Yep, I loved her. Um, but actually, I'm just reading here that actually. And thank you I for thought, remembering her name. <laughs> yes, well, I, I just got the personnel here. So, but yeah. um, uh, I thought she, I thought she, it was her who was doing backing vocals on. Mm-hmm. Um, on uh no, she's doing backing vocals. Uh, Jenny uh, Abrahamson on Love Can Heal. Oh, okay. But I I thought she was also doing it on uh, Four Kinds of Horses. Oh, and, okay. But but according to this, um, she's not. So it's oh. Melanie. It's actually Melanie Gabriel who's doing. Um, BB that's what i thought because i remember songs. saying her name too
1: so i, I didn't know okay. if they had her yet but um but this almost song really we, almost felt like he knew like well plus she was playing the instrument but yeah he heard it he's like i need her on all the songs for the tour yeah and
2: i thought i just presumed she was playing the cello in this because she did do it live but it's uh again it's not her playing the cello on this album so unless me was afterwards that he was she was like i would love
1: to bring you on tour for me but you don't play the cello by chance do you? actually i do
2: <laughs> it was that kind of thing yeah
1: i mean it's one of those things where i think for peter for this album that where he wanted a specific instrument or something and he wanted to get an artist he really liked you know a, yeah. a musician basically that and he could because he's peter gable he can get them to, Usually, well you know?
2: yeah actually who is the cellist leah leah Linnea olson so mm-hmm.
1: oh swedish okay that anyway. swedish, i'm
2: swedish about to say uh, yeah <laughs> so so this song
1: is i mean I it's not very the, yeah it's not very hard to understand and you can definitely appreciate the lyrics and the sentiment and everything right? oh
2: man <laughs> yeah absolutely and of course as soon as he was says so this song and i was like you got to talk about love how love can heal everything and everything aren't you it's like yep that's exactly what he talked about so and which is true it's just true this is just this love is the ultimate medicine savior of everything oh and actually there was one very strong thing that he said about Mm -hmm. that um he talked about with nelson mandela used to Mm -hmm. Mandela, and when he said the story it blew me away that's how love can heal that nelson mandela after he was released from prison right living in prison living in living in prison for being in prison for half a century right so pretty pretty much his entire life um that he then right he says right i'm out now now i want to help and save Africa, right? You know, save the world, whatever. And the people that he was going to be involved with to help save this, uh, to save Africa or his country are a lot of these people are directly involved with either the murders of his friends or these people are directly responsible for him being thrown in jail yeah, in the first it, place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, if I was going to continuously have hate and revenge Devil, devil eyes towards his people. I will forever be a prisoner. And when Peter said that, I, whew, that just, that just. Yep. Really he did tell the same story too.
1: It, it, yeah, it, it's it powerful. hit me in the
2: chest. Very, very powerful, and it makes me almost so want now film. again.
1: For another single off the album would be this Love Can Heal, and then you have mm. Live and Let Live as the B side to it, you know, the other side mm. to it. Because that they're kind of they're parenthetical songs almost, yeah. Actually,
2: that's true. I think it was Live and Let Live, because that's about forgiveness, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, then I'm sorry, I'm getting my stories confused. I think it was that story. He okay, I wasn't sure about But again, yeah. it has similar sentiments. Similar just, settings, it's true. Love can yeah. heal and everything. So yeah. But um And the, the, right, so, the key is you have to move on and and accept yes. and yeah. But uh, an amazing song. It's very atmospheric. It's very atmospheric, very ambience. it's vibe to it, which I love. I love listening to ambient music. Uh mm-hmm. my favorite my favorite soundtrack yes. of all my favorite soundtrack of all time is uh Interstellar from mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer. And so when this started, that whoa, 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 very I felt very sci-fi. And initially I was instantly
1: thinking like I, I thought of this is Interstellar
2: <laughs> kind of vibe like about it. Um
1: well, and again, this is obviously the Brian Eno influence too, because I'm yes. I, a lot of stuff of Brian Eno I listen to is the ambient stuff. He has a great series called, I think it's called Music for Elevators. And there's there's like four really? or five volumes, and That's it's brilliant. just, but it's all really cool, beautiful ambient stuff that I love. Mm. Oh, and actually, that opening violin, I think just
2: because how maybe Arabic is sounding, the the the, the particular the chord, the chord progression that it's using, the scale that it's using, sorry, uh, took me, brought me back to Peter's um, soundtrack album, Passion. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought it reminded me a lot of that. And it was great to watch it live too.
1: Yeah. So Dan, where you're sitting right now, (laughs) what would you call it? What would you say it is? And still. What? This is home next, isn't it? Oh. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> it Wait, it? hang on a minute. Is it? Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> Another great
2: blooper. <laughs> That's a great blooper right there. Actually, well, I don't think this had to be a blooper. This could be in the
1: episode. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Where I am sitting right Let's now... Let's try that again. Dan, where you're sitting right now, what would you say it's like? What would you call it? This, say it's... this is home. song. I love the song when it came out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just I got it I love the sentiment of it, you know? And also and yeah. it's I mean mainly because the and the chorus is it's not necessarily about your home and it kind of cancels out what you just said, Dan. But it, <laughs> the hope is not the building around you, it's yep. your family. That is your home, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well you um, are my home.
2: <laughs> I I was I was actually performing with this uh Italian uh, musician many years ago part of his act And he had a song called Home, and basically the song was about wherever he goes, um, he is home, you see, wherever he because he is a guy who liked to travel a lot, you see, and he'd spent a lot of time in India. He spent a lot of years in these places and everything. And he says wherever he laid his bag down and just rooted there for a little bit to him, that was his home, you see. And so when he finished the song, he just said, like, everywhere I am is my home, you see. And I thought I thought that was a great uh, sentiment to it as well, you see. But I, I understand what where Peter's coming from. I think with even if you can say, well, you know what, I'm home, I'm with my friends here, and these friends are my family, then mm-hmm. that is my home, you see. So, yep. and I, yeah, I I, I I thought it was a really cool song. It was very. I, I found myself dancing to this while I was listening to it today, and my wife caught me and she was laughing. She was wondering what the hell I was doing, but because that opening funky riff kicked and in and you said and dancing, she's like, mm-hmm. and she's like. That is not dancing, James. That's not da- it's not dancing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm dancing to Peter Gabriel.
0: Oh. oh okay, sense. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That he doesn't dance dancing,
2: either. That kind of dancing, he dance. He can't dance. Do-do-do. no. Um, yeah, great song. And again, again we talk- go,
1: as we echoed earlier, I want yeah. that chorus to be twice yeah. as long, maybe three times as long. Just repeat the lines if you need to. That's fine. It's such a beautiful little chorus. Do it again. Again, it's a bit like with the chords that it just, it
2: just has that chorus and it, doesn't, it never changes. It always yeah. goes back to that. And that's really it. Yeah. I yeah, can't and believe I, no one I totally said
1: that. This I can't believe no one said, hey, Peter, this bit's really nice. Can you do it again or something? You know, why didn't mm. anyone say that?
0: And, then and especially at
1: of- the end when they go home, home, oh, oh. you are my hope. And I really thought, because, yeah, I hadn't seen him at this point. And so I really thought when I was going to go see, I think this one's just come out before.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: just come out before yep. uh, I was going to see him. And... I was like, oh, and I can imagine all of us singing along to that and repeating it, you know, four or five times. It's like, nope, just the once.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, he's definitely a person who doesn't kind of like, apart from maybe things like In Your Eyes and maybe Biko, mm-hmm. he doesn't. He's not really a person that will extend endings. I mean, maybe yeah. who knows how many times he will tour after this, but yeah. maybe for the ne- next, even for the next tour, maybe he might extend because maybe he knows Maybe just like the is-
0: groove
1: too much with Tony. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. I kind of guess it reminds me a bit of like with "Don't Give Up." It's like has that sort of funky element towards it. Um, he did not play this live
1: when I saw him, so
2: oh. that's how young the song was. Maybe the song was not even have not. Even uh, so you
1: yet. got. I'm trying to think what I didn't get. Uh, so much is the one I didn't get. We didn't get so much either. No, I definitely
2: would have remembered that song. But we got, I think we got pretty much everything else. Well, we didn't, we didn't get the last, yeah, actually the last um, three, three songs of the album. We did Mm. not get live. Oh, okay. We didn't get, oh no, I'm sorry. We got Love Can Heal. We got Love Can Heal. Well, that's not the last three songs. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't. I completely forgot to write down This Is Home in my notes. That's why. So you got This Is Home and Still and Live and Let Live, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. So Spoilers. those last,
0: <laughs> no, sorry, those last that's three,
2: th- those last three, he did not play live. Yeah. So, but everything else taught him so much, he did.
1: Yeah. Well, and still. He did do it live, no. I'm just doing this. No, that's the segue, Dan. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and
2: still, there's a segue. Yes.
3: As a boy
1: Song about his mum,
4: yeah,
2: yeah, it's um, I, 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 to be honest, <laughs> I, so kind of, is it your favorite song of the album? Is what I, yeah, well, actually, <laughs> I mean, I, well, first of all, that, that's uh, well, okay, I'll jump into the, the the subject matter then, um, again, didn't really follow the lyrics too well until I, uh, I was reading through them and and I was like, hey, this sounds a bit like someone someone he looked up to and everything and turns out no he lit, literally literally he did literally look up to this person in his younger younger years it was his mum, so uh that was quite sentimental to listen to and everything um don't worry people our mums are very much alive still it's fine uh not not talking about that kind of sentimental value but it was just very uh, what i got to thinking what i got to thinking about though because i know that he's I don't know if his dad is still around no, or not because not. okay because no, his parents he
1: did, did he do a song for him called Father Son oh. I think
2: and right he and he did pass okay because I know I know his parents lived for quite a long time they had they had quite a mm-hmm. longevity life because I think with the Father Son video there's like with, okay we're going back what like 15 years ago maybe more than that I can't remember when the song came out I don't um, know how many of it is. But I don't know about it
1: because of tabletop.
2: <laughs> all right. Uh well there's there's the there's the father son song. There's the video for it. The video is very beautiful and but you've got mm-hmm. imagery of Peter walking by the water as he's talking about in the song with his dad. But there's the Peter that we know that he looks like today, nothing on his hair and a beard next to this old guy and you think like my mm-hmm. God, how old is his dad? It's uh, to, to, to be <laughs> at, that, at the time of that video. Um yeah, so it was it was the the opening of this song that orchestration oh my god was stunning i thought wow where is this song going and yeah I, and and when it did actually kick in i was a bit like oh
1: all right <laughs> I yeah, it bit, didn't do much for me on the first listen i had to yeah. listen to it five or six times to appreciate it more mm,
2: yeah I, and i was a bit like thinking and especially when it kind of there's a part after the chorus is where it kind of goes into somewhere a bit weird and you kind of not know where it's going and everything so it's a strange song for someone to dedicate so you instantly think like the songs for my mom is going to be like oh my god it's going to be a beautiful stunning song with such flower chords and these sort of things it's like nope it's great peter weird chords coming in here um and i i i didn't make any notes about him actually talking about the song reflecting upon the song and everything but then Listeners, you can just go and watch the video. It's, um, yep, and it's got it some footage and stuff too, yeah. Of, yeah,
0: um,
1: yeah, and stuff. yeah. All right, shall we talk about the bridge? The bridge to this song.
2: Oh, okay, I have to remind me and why. Food what? in your,
1: in your belly.
0: All right.
1: <laughs> <is your> <laughs> Uh, it goes into an interesting place, which I'm not a fan of. I have to say, I, don't, well, I, I listen to it a little, every time, but I just I still can't get around it. I think that's why. I think
2: when I was listening to it, I was like, "Hang on a minute, this song is the song is uh, starting to sound a bit like a uh, sounds very personal." This song, you know, <laughs> I, think, I think that's when I looked up the lyrics when I was listening to that bridge part. And I was like, "Oh, hang on a minute, is he talking about a parent of his or something, or a relative of his or something like that?"
1: So yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I think it's because if you just look at the lyrics without hearing them being sung it just it doesn't look anything you know it just seems normal um Mm. but he just he sings them kind of weird and dark and sinister but (laughs) um i think it uh, looking at it from a distance kind of it's basically like it's just peter being weird and different and trying something i don't Uh, think it works for me but i applaud him doing it you know yeah
0: yeah
1: oh yeah i mean praise to him and you know again it's it's
2: his song it's his mum do what he wants with it. So,
1: um, so you're saying you would forgive him for it?
2: I, would, <laughs> I would forgive just him. Well, I, would, <laughs> I would just, you know, with with this, I would just say, hey, you know, just just live and let live. <laughs> not, not not
1: live and let die. But <laughs> live and let live. Okay. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if uh, one of these called Paul at all And talked to him about it He probably
0: knows <laughs> <laughs> Just how much
3: Does it have to hurt Before you let go the pain And just how deep Does it have to be Before you yearn To be free again Every wound. You away, you can walk or you can choose to remain, but every day can pass you by while you are holding the key. And this is how it turns, this is why we The shackles, one by one. We belong to the burden till it's
1: gone. Yes. For those that don't know, um, I mean you probably do. If you don't, Paul McCartney recorded a song called "Live and Let Die," and it was used on one of the James Bond soundtracks. Mm -hmm. Check it out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, great song. And and
2: for the new rockers out there, Guns N' Roses did the cover of it. So mm, yes, a very good version of it too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, right, live and let live, the last song, song on the album. God. Oh, well, very quickly though, uh, mm-hmm. which version, which mix did you prefer with and Still? Right. Or, I don't really notice. Uh, I think the Dark Side <laughs> is just
4: going
0: all the way. Actually,
2: <laughs> I really actually, too. I was actually looking forward to the Dark Side mix of and Still, thinking it would really bring the orchestration through more. Change but it up, actually,
1: it, uh, actually, it didn't. So no. Okay. Live and let live. I loved it from the first time I heard it, and then each time I hear it, I love it a little bit more. I thought you said at first you didn't like it. Well, or maybe I wasn't. I'm trying to what I
2: said. I thought because <laughs> I, I, I said because we we were talking. We said like, oh, mm-hmm. what did you think of the lot? I said, oh my god, this is probably the best thing on the entire album. And you said, I don't like it. And then oh really? Week, and then about a week later, you were like, this is the greatest thing you oh.
1: saw on the album. <laughs> so. So, yeah, maybe that was a different brother of yours. Maybe. <laughs> I maybe. don't remember saying that. But anyway, I thought I liked it. I now, had issues definitely with them playing it live. And I didn't know the bloody song because I liked the song. Uh, <laughs> so okay. it might have been with that. I don't know. Mm. Um,
0: mm.
1: I mean, it's almost like it's it's two songs in some ways to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the first half and the second Probably. half. Probably. And it's very that second half. That second half of me is in your eyes part two yes
2: totally it it is like it's it's so i mean he's got the african choir well i don't know if it was the african choir there but he's got a choir back in and they are really present it's like yes this is what we wanted to hear earlier on with io it's almost like he's kind of Throwing elements from previous songs back in now to this final, like there's the full company now of the band
1: walking on stage, joining them live aid style. We're all here now.
2: We're all singing this
1: song. And I love how because it's it's you know it's been nice the songs at the beginning part and stuff and going along. You're like yeah, it's like it feels like a good Peter song and it's Mm. nice Mm. music and stuff. And then the way it stops and then. And then just explode.
2: This song's amazing. I, I love this song and I love the the subject matter behind it as well. This is yeah, this is what he talked about with forgiveness and talk about the Nelson Mandela. And story like as in well. your eyes,
1: it's so simple with like whatever that is, three piano chords just being played and someone and it's just like oh, it's such a great feeling yeah, in you. And, lovely guitar. And I really riff as well. see when I heard this, like hearing that second part too. I really see them in the studio playing together and just like loving the moment, playing together, yeah. and doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's a, it's a really strong
2: really strong one and a perfect i mean at the same time we were listening to this we were like oh my god this is the last one this is the last release he's going to have with this whole full moon releases oh my yes. god it's going to be a sad month next month and so i guess there was that also reflecting uh, value towards it
1: fantastic and a perfect ending to the album perfect, yeah, opener. Yeah,
2: yeah. Perfect. Perfect, ending. perfect yep
1: perfect perfect album
2: so overall i mean so it seems like we've been going through these that um, I've not shut up about how amazing all these songs are. So, yeah, this is this is definitely uh, been Peter, one of Peter Gabriel's best albums that he's come up with.
1: And
0: and I'm we glad. did finally get
1: an album, which we've learned about in November, I think it was. Yeah. Um, we finally found out about, oh, there's an, the album's going to get released on the 1st of December. Oh, cool. Yeah, there was quite
2: quite quick news, wasn't it? It was like, oh, it's going to, I mean, what was it, like halfway through the month or something like that? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, the album will be released in
1: two weeks. Like, oh, so you are doing an album. Okay, good. You know, <laughs> then next thing, all this packaging is released. That's right. And it did, and Live and Let Live did come out in, again, this is great planning on his part, in November, because mm-hmm. one month, I can't remember which which month ah, had two yes. full moons.
2: Yes, November was it? <laughs> November was the one. Yeah, November. Was, was November.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, so that way. I, it, I
2: mean, great yeah, marketing. I, you know, if we're doing the moon thing. I, it was like <laughs> November 29th, I think, or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. I got the email saying Peter's new song I was like, what? That's genius. <laughs> and then two days later, oh sorry, yeah, two days later, the uh, the album is out. Yeah, genius. This guy knows what he's doing. I mean, be, he probably planned this entire thing out, just looked through a, a, a full moon calendar and just said, like, right, so we can release it that day, that day, that date. Because there was another month. Thing, you have an idea and you see if you can do it and you're like, this is brilliant. <laughs> I know there, were, there was another <laughs> month as great. well, earlier on that, that I think two full moons were in the same month as well. So, yeah. So yeah, Peter, uh, well done. I love it. Yeah. The album's fantastic. And it was wonderful when it was released that constantly they were all over social media. There was just pictures of these record stores, which one, that was one thing. It's like, oh good, these places still do exist. We can actually go in and buy records and CDs. Um, And he was just, the entire windows were just covered in his album. And you just thought now that's an album cover you want to see in the record store right <laughs> because it does I want it,
1: I, I, wait, and they talked about this on tabletop too which yeah was yeah what do you think about the cover i la- i the do like up, it. I
2: mean, it, it i i get it i get it with the whole hands thing is a little bit strange but again i i where it, it's probably to do with the whole connecting thing because uh, I know they mentioned saying like those hands don't really look like his. And it's like well yeah, because mm. we're all connected. We're all part of everything. And again, let's not forget this is a Peter Gable's face. He's got it's a pretty, pretty wrinkly hand, so I'm pretty sure they're his. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they that's why wasn't it? But we this album, this picture we have seen much earlier on in the year anyway. Right, it, it came out like halfway through the year. I think maybe picture, I don't know. There was
1: the, the hat and stuff, and yeah.
2: There was the hat, which of course was a bit of a. that was wasn't that a Rolling Stone article as well? Something That uh it was maybe. one of those like those picture. There was like those picture that got taken when he did two, mm-hmm. <laughs> two head like a head turning in the in the middle of the frame. So
1: and he when he did um, oh the one song he did off of Up on the after the break in the concert he wore the hat, um, oh. Oh, really, dark- darkness. Yeah, when he did darkness, he wore that
2: Oh, the hat. Yeah. right. He didn't do that with us. So, yeah. Why? Why wear the hat for? Do you want to be this dark figure, mysterious well, figure? That, uh, yeah, around? exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is <it was laughs> like, oh, it's the hat for the picture. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, and so. I, was, I was looking up a bit too, and it, apparently, yeah, I guess, um and you mentioned it earlier too. Some of the songs mm-hmm. were played in various forms, like playing for time. You already heard. Apparently, there was a version of love can heal. And um, an early version of IO that at that point was just called In and Out. I don't know if they had lyrics or mm, not. But,
0: okay. I mean,
1: how do you feel about uh, him doing that with, you know, hinting at songs? Earlier on, before they're you know come out years later. I mean, it's tough, I guess, with Peter because you never know when you're going to get something new from him. So you're going to take whatever you can get. You take whatever you can get, take the advantage <laughs> of it, and get those get those get
2: those, get those get those recorders out now, you know, and do it. I, bootlegging, yeah, I, yeah. I love um, David Gilmour when he was doing this uh, concert uh, charity concert a few years mm-hmm. back at the Royal Royal Festival Hall, I think, for Robert Wyatt, and he says, "Okay, I'm going to play you a new song now. So everyone, get your recorders out now for for bootlegging." he said <laughs> to the
1: audience. Um there was um who was it? Dave Matthews band. They used to have uh well they probably still do they have an actual like pit area near I think the uh, sound area or whatever that mm. um just for people to do record bootlegs because it's such a big wow. deal with well,
2: that's yeah. pretty cool that's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Now um, so, yeah, we got the album we got the album we got the album but We're we very also happy. got many versions of the album <laughs> yeah yeah so we had so- You had the bright side mix on cd you had the dark side mix on cd Mm -hmm. you had a special three cd version with the bright side dark side and inside mix that's a blu-ray dvd that you have to play
2: nice
1: Um, and then you had the dark side mix and the bright side mix separately on vinyl
2: okay and you have Um, which version do
1: you have well i've got the well i have got the dark side mix on vinyl What's interesting is they all had this little like sleeve bit for color. One was green, mm. I think blue and oh. pink. Once I took the wrapping off, the sleeve came off. I guess this is, I this is the blue one, I think. But it's just funny that all of a sudden you took that off and then they all look exactly the same. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, and then there's, uh, yeah, I do also have, I got the CD version to hear the inside mix, which mm. I heard list of good headphones through the Blu-ray player. So it's interesting because it used Dolby Atmos sound. I think that's what they said.
2: That's correct. Yeah, this stadium on Wicked as well. Kind
1: of, um, <laughs> again, more I guess depth for stuff where you hear things kind of further behind you or in front.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it was kind of neat, and you hear some extra things you don't necessarily hear in the other songs. Um, but I feel overall, it's not that much better. That right. this is a superior mix in any way. Okay. Like uh, I felt for like Panopticon and some of the songs, the Darkside mentioned was still better. I mean,
2: it's it. it's still really cool though because it's like you can yes. you can listen to the album three times with a slightly different perspective.
1: Well, then that sets up for there's Orally, a box set coming out. Originally, it was set for March. Yes, but it's coming out in April, and it's going to have every version on there. So you're going to have five versions of the album. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so really weird point. Is um, and I said this, um, on the vinyl, and I'm assuming it's both mixes. The song list is a little different, it oh. goes panopticon playing for time and the mm-hmm. court. Okay, interesting. Uh, I think everything else is so. I guess some, they did say actually that some stuff has been reorganized to um, I think quality the, the vinyl stuff better. Yeah, right. so like Love Can Heal is actually on the second the 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 second the other side of the first record. But they were saying well they had to reorganize the songs to fit them better on the record, but the first three songs are still the first three songs on the C D.
2: Yeah. They're just why, in the, different why, order. They, why they have to that for. Yeah, that doesn't make but any sense.
1: I'm okay going from panopticon up to Playing for Time, because playing for Time is very good. Yeah. It is. It is. I mean Oh, what's the other note I made? Oh yes yeah. and also apparently according to Wiki, the dark side and inside mixes. Of live and let live are 25 seconds longer than the bright side mix i did hear that too
2: yes <laughs> um i didn't really i haven't i haven't listened to the dark side mix as much with love and let live just because of how recently it got released so even though it was almost three months were you ago, able to get so. any
1: versions or were you just listening online i was
2: listening online the version that i did have in my in my basket that um, was the CD version with all three mixes. Yes, mm-hmm. so it is still there, and I do intend to get that. Just uh, with all the moving and with all the moving and everything, it's been a bit.
1: Uh, <laughs> you wanted to make sure it comes to you wherever you. Want I wanted to it. make sure I got to the right address exactly. So, all right, should we move on to our favorites, or should we do our least favorite first? Let's do least favorite the song we like the least, and then we'll go into our favorites. Challenge. We'll <laughs> just do one, I think. Yeah what's 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 the dead (laughs) there isn't one. what is (laughs) the dead
2: there isn't one honestly no okay well if i had to choose that then i think just because of its slight slight repetitiveness um yeah the court for me
4: okay
1: yep yeah i can see that Mm. for me it's and still all right okay it's uh, it's the since I lost you from Weekend Death, right? It's the little less <laughs> on, but a little less. I mean
2: I mean, yeah, maybe I, 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 I mean if if that orchestration thing wasn't there at the very beginning of that song, then mm-hmm. maybe that would have been a very close either first right. or second. But bec- but I just that every time I hear that orchestration, I it's just so mesmerizing.
1: It's so beautiful. Cool. Well, in that case, then for the favourites, let's do your your top three in three, two, one order. If you can. Thank
2: you, thank you, thank you. Okay, geez, right. Um, Okay, you you go first. I'm still thinking.
1: All right, my number three is "Bad Up to Come." Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Cool. Mm Your number three. Right. Uh,
2: um... Okay, right now, right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, of course. Think, it'll change tomorrow. This they all right change now. tomorrow, yeah.
2: This is just I think recording
1: right, on? what are we? It's uh, February 11th? 11th. Yeah, yep. So by Valentine's Day, it could all be different, so. 24-24. Um,
0: yep. Yeah,
2: <laughs> no, Yes.
1: This 200 years in the future. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, okay, then you know what? I think just for impact, especially with, no, 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 actually, not the dark side. Mist, cause that intro always scares me. Um, four kinds of hor- <laughs> four kinds of horses, yeah, four kinds
1: of horses. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Okay. So, Ooh, four kinds of horses. One. Yeah, what? yeah. That's definitely keeps kind of rising up. I mm-hmm. think the more I listen to it. Yep. There's a lot. There's a lot to that song.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, numero dos. This used to be number one for me, actually. Okay. okay. But It's over successive listens. I O is number cool. two for me. Right. Great. Great.
0: Mmm. Mm.
1: Um. Uh, yeah. I mean I will be emailing Peter Gabriel your choices as soon as you're done with them so and last it all up to that and no. let you know what he thinks. No pressure. No, no pressure. we're getting, an getting an angry email
2: from him. Right. Then I would say, no uh, um playing for time. <gasps> oh. Yeah, I I owe Oh, I was so close, so close there,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but I think just playing for time, yeah, playing for time
1: with be next, yeah. Okay. So number one for you. What you just said. Uh, playing for playing time. for time. Didn't you that... say, didn't, didn't, you,
2: didn't your name get mentioned on Tabletop Genesis, though, it did. That, your, that your favorite track was actually I.O.?
1: It did, and when was that? And, <laughs> <What> was that? <laughs> that was in December so yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. since then go. many more listens and playing for time did come out number one I think on the poll it did it um did. I just yeah. that that crescendo at the end like I said gives me goosebumps it 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 turns me into a puddle every time. Mm, mm, it's so mm, bloody beautiful, moving and powerful that I just um, like. Yes, I'm I'm squonk. I'm reduced to a pool of tears.
0: Yes, exactly
2: that. Well, I think playing for time was definitely up there, and probably even listening to the uh, the tabletop episode of this album just was well, day before yesterday when they said playing for time. I was like, yeah, I agree with that totally. But then listening to Io today. Um, Because of how I'm, because of impact in my life, plus um, potential strong news I'll be receiving, musically speaking, uh, maybe within the next couple of days. um, I'm feeling IO connected, part of everything, happy Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So that's the vibe I'm in. So I get that too. And interestingly enough, the three songs that we've chosen, well, apart from you, the three songs that I've chosen, they're actually right all next to each other on the album. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But Panoticon is not very far away either. So. Yeah, it's, it's the second, uh, it's the next house along. It's afterwards,
1: yeah. <laughs> number four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what an album, right? All right, uh, oh, anything you want to mention about the tour? I think I've already complained. We did, and about. we, 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 we yeah. covered a lot of it on the tour yeah, review so. as well. I still, so, I, st- I again, I still think he should have released, I don't know, done some version of the album, maybe not released it, maybe had a digital version or something at the beginning of the year so I would know all the songs when I went to the gig, because especially mm. since he played 11 out of the 12 songs at the gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was fortunate I saw it in October, I think it was, so I knew, you know, all of them, but two, I, I think. Sh- I mean, yeah. I, if I could just jump jump onto the tour
2: very yeah. quickly, I mean, I was li- listening back to the other s- songs that he played, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think, again, David uh, Fries uh, mentions this too, that he wanted to really hear, like, the old classic uh, deep cuts, the non-hits in a way because looking back at it, I mean, yes, okay, fine. He played Sledgehammer. He played Salisbury Hill. I mean, I think he just wanted to ensure saying like, okay, you people who have come to see just the hits. Don't worry. You are going to get them. I'm not going to play you. Uh You know, I'm not going to play you Floatsum and Jetsum. I'm not going to play you Humdrum. I'm not going to play you Lay Your Hands on Me. Don't worry. You're not going to get that stuff. You're going to get hits. And then the rest of it... <laughs> won't,
1: I won't survive with the crowd this time. No, I know it. I'm not going to risk it. <laughs> yeah.
2: You people... All, like A good 70% of the settlers you're going to hear here, uh, maybe 60, uh, you're not going to know, recognize. So that's where you're going to get the hits. And thinking about it, actually, he then played, played one, two, three... Uh four is it four songs? Yeah, four songs from so
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um one song from us, bico Salisbury Hill and that's it, I believe. Oh sorry, and you did, dark yeah. and darkness yeah. from and darkness yeah. from up. That's it. So, um, considering first tour in, well, not 21 years, you know, but um, yeah. in a few years, at least, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I, looking back at it, I mean, I was loving it at the time. I was, and plus it was, I, um I got, oh, sorry, Big Time. He did Big Time, too. So, five songs. Well, you said
1: four songs from So, so that's why I thought you were, should, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, five songs. He did yeah.
2: Big Time as well. And yeah. when I saw him in 2002, I got all those songs uh, from So, other than mm-hmm. Big Time, you see. Um mm. And so when I got to hear big time again, I was like, Oh yeah. And I had to call my friend as well because he, he used to sing to big time in his in his diaper still as a baby, you know. So <laughs> when he was <laughs> so doing big to, times
1: in his diaper, so is that what you're saying? I, yeah. I
2: had to I had to uh, like send a voice message to him saying, It's your song. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I was looking back and i would be like, Well, you know, if I hadn't thought about it at the time it would have been like, eh, well, you just playing all the hits, man. I want to hear the D cut. you know. So but still, being in the moment and everything, it was fantastic. So yeah.
1: I mean, I just, I feel like, like he could have played a little less off the new, I mean, again, the ones I didn't care so much for, you know, <laughs> and still love can heal or whatever, you know. Well, that's just, that's I was going to say, so you in, got, but, yeah. you
2: got then more songs from the new, from the new record. The new, we got one, got a like I said, got then. everything
1: except so much.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So much. Wow. You really did it go to everything. So, much. Okay, wow. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, that, that, yeah. So, I mean, it had to be the case then simply that things like, this is home and still and live and let live either one weren't born yet. weren't even concealed. Well, they probably were concealed, most likely, but they weren't even conceived, born yet.
4: Mean? Conceived,
2: concealed, <laughs> conceived. <laughs> but they weren't even either. They were born and they were still developing, and they were just too early. You see, before they could start walking and talking, I suppose. Yeah, in there, there was still very much of that Aabinson. too. Like,
1: because obviously the song was done, the album was all done, and everything. But I wonder if they hadn't, yet yeah, rehearsed it as much, or they didn't have it planned out, or you know, how mm. much along the way. I mean, you hear, see that with Phil with. Especially with the Bud Seriously tour with just how the set list would change over time depending on which yep. continent he was on and stuff, you know? Yep. Yep. It's amazing yep. how much work people can do. Well, I mean Rock Set did that too with where they recorded albums on the road and stuff, how much stuff you can yeah. get done while touring. Well, didn't you say in when you you saw him in September, right? Peter. Uh October. Oh,
2: October. Right. Which is exactly the month when This Is Home was released.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was right okay. after
2: This Is Home came out. Right. I guess on the so, following I, week, I think it was. Right. So This Is Home was very, very fresh then. Very fresh. My God. I mean, I, I'm curious to know if they were even playing it before, mm-hmm. uh, like in September, if they had already started playing This Is Home. Or you can check so. uh, set list FM has it setlist.fm. That would be very curious to see. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, thumbs up all around. Great to have this album and can't stop listening. I, I, I'm always happy to listen to it too. It's not one of these so albums. So you, you're like, you saying uh, it's up
1: there? You'd say it's up there, the album?
2: yeah massively up there i think because it's more it's just more varied and has more uh what's the word diversity and dynamics in this as compared to say the album up which is a great album just a bit overproduced and the overall vibe is, you know, you got to be in a certain state to listen to that album. That's for sure. So mm-hmm. it's, not the, it's not the sort of album you want to put on whilst taking a romantic bath with your loved one. That's for sure. <laughs> so, for example. But this album you could, in a way, I suppose. Certain songs in this album. Road to Joy. You know, Love Can Heal.
1: So this sort of thing. So the good news is he says he's going to do more. More well this is
2: this is yeah. this is interesting because you said that uh, this was a, this is the thing I was going to echo back on that's right you said that um, he started working on this album in 95 um right is that right he said yeah yeah um so 2001 no sorry so 2002 the album got released i remember then obviously he was doing the rounds with this he was all over the place promoting this album i saw him perform on Jules holland
1: mm-hmm.
2: and on jules holland was being interviewed and he says and i quote maybe not directly but i have enough songs uh on me to do another album that's right. what he said yeah and i thought brilliant so maybe within a year or two we're gonna get a new album and that was the plan <laughs> that was the plan right was
1: the plan and then yeah
2: i mean I enough, he got, apparently he, got busy he said with other stuff too, so.
1: before um before up, he says he apparently has about 130 songs, and he picked 10 of those to put on up, and then there's going to mm-hmm. be lots more. I've got to imagine he might have these songs, but they're not all like all the lyrics. They're not finished songs in any way.
0: Yeah,
1: you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I do like. Anyway, <laughs> he says he's going to do another album. I don't know if he's going to spend. Ten years. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, uh, yeah. It's like well, another twenty-one years or whatever when, I know was. we'll have to see what happens, but it sounded like he wanted to do more, more touring and stuff, and we'll mm. see what happens. I mean, fair enough if he decides
2: to do that, but even I have to say to this, like, okay, it's cool, Peter, but just. Wait a bit. Don't don't. I know that Tabletop talked about saying like you know he could he could release a new album every month now, but <laughs> um, but I think Let's still this new album is still very much there and everything, and it's mm-hmm. it's still percolating, it's still doing the rounds. Uh, let us still do the impact of that. It's just now curious to see what is uh, what his next plans are, what his next moves are going to be, uh, musically speaking, anyway. See. Yeah, so I know he's got he's doing something else with the. The artists, the the artwork behind this, mm. and everything—he's got something a project going on with them as well. So, but mm. musically speaking, I'm very curious to know what's next in store for him.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so let's jump to the drum bit. <laughs> let's jump to the drum bit.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, well, this shouldn't be. This shouldn't take too long. And plus, it's actually. Um, it's going to reflect upon the last song that we talked about. Mm -hmm. So I was very happy. I was very surprised and very happy to hear when I first heard the Live and Live song. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. I could hear these brushes happening. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. and I instantly, I was thinking of what song is it? Um, Again, going back to the Up song. What is the song? Oh, my dear Lord. I cannot remember the title of the song. It's the track number four on Up that takes place after Sky Blue. Um, look it up. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is so terrible. normally I'm fantastic with albums uh, yeah, no yes, way nice. out no way out. The song starts off with these this brush brushes, right? <clears throat> now if you remember from the last I think it was the last episode or the the previous to last episode our danceable part one episode um Phil I talked about Phil Collins playing brushes and that brushes are these like you know, metal wires that are mm-hmm. short but they get stuck into these rubber sticks you see and generally are used in jazz music you see it's brushing sounds brush sounds yeah. you can easily recreate that with brushes yourself so and that song no way out and the beginning of this song live and let live is also there too and i found out with peter gabriel that uh, when he talked about this song that actually it's steve gadd who is featured Mm -hmm. on that, on The Brushes. Now, for those of you who do not know who Steve Gadd is, he is a god, especially with the drumming world. He's been around forever. He's been around for 50 years as well, this guy. And he's the guy as regarded as the groove god. He's a guy who can just groove, okay? Technically, he's not that technical drummer like Mano Kachi or something like that, you know. A bit like with Jed Lynch, though, but he can just groove and create a uniqueness in the groove as well mm-hmm. you know not like he rec- rec- recreates the traditional drum parts he just has a feel and you just think my god what is your medicine i want it." and <laughs> so he is featured on this song love can heal um and what's very interesting about it is because and this is the beauty with peter that the the, the time that is taken for him to Look actually mean live and this, I live Sorry, live and let live. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. That he was mentioning with the song that actually Steve Gadd's drumming on this actually has taken they've actually grabbed it from a previous recording mm-hmm. that Steve Gadd did many years back. I think Pete even I might have I probably one of this. I think Pete even mentioned about this that this happened in the nineties. Or if anything this happened, I don't think it was that early, but it was
1: mm-hmm. like early. It was like the early like noughties twenty ten, or no, twenty ten, or something like that. Oh, okay, But right, a while okay. ago, like ten years, quite a while ago, I yeah.
2: Think it was, yeah. And I can only presume that on the song "The Way Out" the Up album, that that is also Steve
1: Gadd on the brushes, because he Probably is on, on the album. he is on the album. He is on the album mm-hmm. very much. A few times he's mentioned. And, and I think they said it was some stuff he just recorded, and they actually never ended up using it. Yes, exactly. And this is the point I'm coming to with the drumming part. Mm-hmm. So because I'm listening to that and.
2: So we're going to now getting a little bit technical here of how the drumming side works. But again, if you listen to our last episode, you'll get you should already have a little bit of a uh, education behind it. So we're going to see if you people have you done your homework. Um, so with the drumming pattern, generally you've got a one, two, three, four,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and with the drum, with the drums, you've got your bass drum, which is your, your heartbeat. You've got the snare drum, which is your slap, and between the bass and the snare, that's what you hear that you you can help you dance to and create a rhythm out of it. Boom ba boom bah. and if you want to put that into terms of numbers of how to count that then your bass would be on beat one snare drum and beat two bass drum beat three snare drum and beat four bass mm-hmm. snare bass snare one yep. two three four steve Gadd, he's playing and he's throwing a lot more notes in between the one two three four but if i first of all listen to it you know it sounds like he's just going like a one and two and the three and the four and the one and the two and the three and the four you can hear that there's a certain slap of that brush which is louder than everything else and that is he's playing on the one and
4: two and the three and the four and the one and two and the three and the four
2: however where he is doing that in the song he's actually not doing it on the two and the four he's Mm. actually doing it on beats one and three so he's actually going like (laughs) and this got me thinking i was like that's really interesting. I wonder if purposely he did that, or he did come in and he did throw these brushes down this one, two, three, four on the traditional way. And then when they listened back to it and they wanted to reuse it, recycle this, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe not, it wasn't the case, but I wouldn't be surprised if then either Peter or one of the producers said, Hey, why don't we just stick him? on beats one and three just to sound a little bit different just to mm. sound peter gabriel style you see at the beginning of the song uh and yeah and that is that is the wonderful steve guys
1: featured in that song you see and
2: so that that I is almost actually feel like though
1: they were because the, peter did the video on it and talked about it i almost feel like he would have mentioned that though or maybe not i don't think he i
2: think he mm. would have been too um i think it would have gone too complicated for people to kind of comprehend yeah. you know you need people like because he, but he's a Me. drummer, so he knows. <laughs> they, yeah, well, he's a drummer. He knows that, and that's my, more the reason why maybe it was mm. him who suggested this, saying like, "Why don't we stick mm. Steve's rhythm that?" But again, mm-hmm. it's 50-50 chance that maybe Steve did actually record it like that, where he's actually playing the impact on the one and the three instead, which many the that, songs, there are many I'm songs that exist but in
1: my mind. That's how I feel it is. <laughs> that you think it did on purpose, well, not on purpose, yep. but you think it was originally recorded yeah, like that. Yeah, intentionally, and yeah, it was intentional. Yeah. Mm. And another song that's coming to me with brushes all of a sudden is um, Phil's Sons of Our Fathers. Yes. Yes. And that's the the traditional,
2: uh, oh, another father to son song, you know. (laughs) Yes. Which he also has a song called Father to Son, from. but seriously. And we're Sons of Our Fathers. So these men uh, have a nice relation with their dad, don't they? But then again, (laughs) I don't know. Plus Phil's got a song called All My Life about his dad too. So. Okay, you're you're tangenting here. <laughs> I know. Anyway, so um, apologies if this was a bit of a short one, but that's my that's yeah, my job. No, that yeah, for today. Cool. No, that
1: makes sense. a little introspective, and it's an unusual part of the album because then Manukachi comes in later with the drum beat too, and yeah, and the yeah. things are done. Yeah, cool. As Peter says, it takes courage you know, mm-hmm. to do something like that. You saying he so. definitely took courage with this album and doing very different things all over, and I think it's all the better for it.
2: Mm-hmm. So, as Peter says, there is so much more for him to give. <laughs> so we look forward to seeing what that is. We'll just be playing for time. Well, uh, we'll ride on our four kinds of horses and continue this road to joy as uh, we live and let live, and and still That's... we wait
1: <laughs> for that olive tree, for other olive trees. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's all—it's all, it's all input-output, right? It's all I/O. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So that does this episode. Um, our plan for the next one is we're going to talk about the BBC sessions on the one-year anniversary. Is the plan at least sometime in March or when they came out? Yes,
2: we are, and we. So it's going—we're going to be back to Genesis and yeah. very old-school Genesis too. Well, actually, that's not true. This it's old school, <laughs> new school, and more school, later school, anyway. and latest school, all school, Later school, all schools of Genesis. Yes, the BBC, elementary, middle, high school, all of it, <laughs> yeah. even some college. <laughs> the BBC, the BBC broadcast that was released. Yes, we'll go all about that. I can't wait for that. It's amazing. I Love listening to it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, thank you, very, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Yes, thank you for Thanks, sticking everyone. with us. Yeah, really uh, we know it's been a while since we've had the regular episodes, but. We're gonna. Now that I'm kind of settled in here, uh, we can help get that going again and release these on a more regular monthly basis. Meanwhile, it's good night from me and good night from Virgil. Yes. Uh, take care. We'll see you all soon.
4: Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to Me and Virgil a genesis brothers podcast be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes as soon as they're released feel free to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to mention us to your genesis friends so you can agree or disagree with what we talked about on the show me and virgil a genesis brothers podcast is edited by dan talander and produced and hosted by dan talander aka me and alex c talander aka virgil if you'd like to reach us to let us know what you thought about this episode, or if you wanted to correct something we were very wrong about, you can reach us at meandvirtualpod at gmo.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok under the handle meandvirtualpod for announcements and info about the show, as well as anything else we think you'd be interested in related to all things Genesis. For now, thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it and see you on the next episode of Me and Virtual, a Genesis Brothers podcast.
2: And he's on the album even up for a little bit. Hang on as well. a second,
1: your camera stopped. My camera stopped. What? Your camera stopped
2: to. to be the very next full moon release. I thought, oh okay, so uh, he's kind of he's kind of keeping Oh it. crap.
1: I never what started is- recording. Oh no! <laughs> I paused it and then stop it. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a good blooper. <laughs> uh, thank you, but, yeah. Plus now I
2: I have to find a plug for my laptop because the battery is running out. So,
4: <laughs> uh, all right, uh, okay, well.
1: You've got lots of lights behind you, don't you? Yeah, your right. butt's on fire. <laughs> my butt's on fire. Another <laughs> outtake. Yeah, example, hold like, on, the, I just—that's probably my favorite part. Your camera's frozen again. Oh, it is frozen.
2: Then that makes more sense as why a computer might be tired. It's mm. <laughs> not there's... a
1: living thing. All right, let me just try no, restarting no. that. I'm oh, starting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> starting.
2: Don't start at the same time. The only thing is, like, uh,
1: have I? Yes, hang up and reconnect. Keep that thought, hold that thought. Okay, kiss that frog and keep that thought, right?
2: (laughs) And I can't remember what I was talking about (laughs) now.
1: Okay, at the end, hold on a second. (laughs) I cut you.
0: (laughs) Oh, that hurt.
1: They probably would have announced the tour. came out but this one i was hearing and i love the course i'm like on episode
0: 10 will be perfect yeah (laughs) there's the blooper